0: Alright, I thought I had the intro music going right away automatically, but I'll still make it go. Uh this episode joining us once again is Earl Anderson, the spiritual hey. initiate. But let me uh let me go right back real quick because I did want to play
1: that. Let's play it we'll Put quicker right Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Talking about um, the quick intro, that was an actual um, song from I Love Lucy. Her husband was a Cuban, um, Cuban, and he came over. And that was actually a song for a deity called Baba Luye, who was actually a, a Santeria deity. But where do we start, Earl? Where do you want to start?
1: Man, okay, so, who?
0: so I don't know
1: who on the show is familiar with working with deities. Our ancestors and ulcers for that for that matter. So I think what we should do is just start off with, you know, what it actually is. Um, so we'll start with that. So what is a deity, Okay, a deity is a personification of an attribute or an energy. All right, and we and these DTS will be gods and goddesses in different theons. All right, different mythologies throughout different cultures. So that's why all these different cultures they had a god for the wind, a god of love god of earth or god of disease they have a god for literally everything anything that you see on the planet there's probably a deity that's something attributed to it so um it's really just personification of an attribute or an energy and if you can add on to that go ahead joe
0: well there's um like you were saying there's i agree with you there's different deities for different purposes on uh, what what you're looking for, what you need help with, there's a common common deity for love and happiness. You'll come across, I think, different saints for different purposes as well. You'll pray to the saints. Um, what I also wanted to mention too is that it's kind of it's kind of interesting because for me, uh, Catholicism and and Maria have combinations where the saints are also combined with the orisha but the orishas go throughout um different religions and different deities as well as different personas right. so it's kind of like um it just depends
1: on what path you walk exactly it really depends on what path you walk and all of these deities are available to you um uh, joe are, aren't you um initiate, weren't you initiated to um santeria
0: yeah, I'm I'm ten years old right now since I've been initiated.
1: Okay, so I want to ask you a question because I think this is um, a good question as well. Do you believe that people need to be initiated to work with certain deities, or they can work with them on their own? Like, how do you feel about that? I don't know if you heard that question, you know, in the in the occult community, but what do you think about that question?
0: Um, well, first I want to ask you: Can you hear me? Yeah. Because I go through different spots.
1: You're good. You're, you're um, clear.
0: There's different ways to um, work with the deities. If you're not initiated and you feel the urge to or want to speak to a d- different reason, um, there's different methods you can go about. There's actually one or two ways,
1: to... Sean. Oh, now you're now you're going out. Do it the right way. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah, you're going out a little bit, so like the last ten seconds, yeah, I couldn't hear what you said
0: there's um there's a couple different methods that you could you could go about it, but you don't have to necessarily be initiated. Being initiated, you receive more of the secrets of the actual Orisha. Um, it's more closely related on a personal level versus just um uh, I want to say like a statue or an altar for one of the the orishas.
1: All right. Did you feel compelled to be um, to go through an initiation century or was it something that you were that you wanted to do and you went through it?
0: For me, I like your question. <laughs> For me, it was interesting. I was around it, but I didn't know uh, anything about it really. And I remember specifically kind of praying to God, going, "You know, I don't know what I'm supposed to be involved in, but I just want to help people."
2: And right.
0: When I came across, um, at the time, I, my godfather, who I met, he um, he looked at me and he said, I think you're going to be on my side of the bench. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, I think you're, you're going to be a sandero. And I always kind of felt like it was something for me, and I always wanted to do that. So that's really why. There was, um, there was reasons behind why I also had to get initiated. Um, everyone has, I guess, their own unique way, whether it be they just want to and they can, and... To go about it the right way or you know, sometimes it's a it's a life emergency. There's so many different aspects of someone's um, path, but for me I just um I just knew it was for me and I, I followed it.
1: Awesome man, awesome. So I just wanted to um, ask that question and get an answer because there might be some people who feel like they need to be initiated or they need to do some kind of you know have some kind of secret self to work with these deities. And I guess what you just explained is that you don't need to but If you're compelled or you have a wanting or a yearning to be initiated, by all means go through it because I believe um, I'm not personally initiated with anything. You know, I work with, you know, whatever comes across my table if I feel like dealing with it. And I always, you know, come with with everything with respect. But some people may be – I understand some people may feel compelled to become initiated because it's something that they're drawn to, something they're attracted to. And I do believe that, like you just said, there's secrets – that are closely, you know, um, they're personal that you can achieve because you went through a certain uh, event, you went through a, a, a ritual, you went through something that was sacred that is etched in your mind that gives you a certain connection with whatever whatever um, um, religion or spiritual system that you're dealing with. So I understand that So for the people, you want to get initiated, go for it. If not, go for it. There's no, there's um, no right way to the spirituality. You just can go ahead and go.
0: I kind of want to share this because also um, I feel that a lot of people, especially uh, people I came across myself, that they kind of look at you like your life's going to be perfect. Like um, life is supposed to be an obstacle where you just have to, the, the, the religion is basically following your path, making sure you you stay on the right path to go where you're, you're supposed to be going correctly. Um, and I feel that a lot of people think that, things just won't happen. Like your car won't break down or, you know, your job might not fire. Things happen. This is still life. Um, it's just more or less looking at it in a positive way, making sure you go about it the right way. And there's also good and bad in everything. Um, so I I found a a lot of people are afraid of something because naturally you go, you Google, uh, you search something, you're going to find the worst things possible. And it's not always that way. Um, there's always you do something bad. It's it's gonna come back to you. So I kind of wanted to share that. The other thing too is that we're we're constantly learning. I'm still, regardless of my age and the religion. There's so many things that you have to learn. It's not just like a here here's the um, the religion for dummies and just study it and you're good. There's
3: right. so many
0: things that I personally can't even talk about yet because I don't know enough about it. And I know the very few basics still. For different reasons, but everyone's path is different,
1: so. I agree, I agree, I agree. So we pretty much handle what deities are. Um, so I guess we can go into, you know, how we work with them. So um, I guess I'll go first because I'm already talking. So I usually use, you know, alters, okay? Alters are, and this is this stuff that I was um, taught, all right? So this is not anything that I've made up. This is something I was taught. I went through a class to learn this stuff, so that's why I get it. So, with an altar, right? Your altar is something that you set up in your room or in a sacred space in your in your house. And what it is is it's like a window to your subconscious mind. When you place things on, on the altar, and when you communicate with it, and when you interact with it, you are better able to, you know, implant things or um, bring things out of your subconscious mind. All right, the symbol as that. And the reason why we um, make DTR or Ancestor Altars is because we're, we're open, we're having, you know, that gateway to communicate with them. So that's the main thing what I do with my um DTR Ancestor Worship. I use um, altars. All right. Um, anything that you use, uh, Joe? What do you use?
0: So for – I kind of want to break it down before your question about um, – Honoring the deities without being initiated, because there's there's a couple of methods here, and I'm going I'll start with the ancestors because it's kind of like the the basic starting point of where you should start, and that's because again we we mentioned it in a previous episode that without your ancestors you wouldn't be here. It's your it's your bloodline right. where everything right. began. Um, and for me personally, the altar, and this is um this is all about energy transfer. I mean, I mean you can. I, I'm still saying you can still pray and talk to your, your ancestors and your spiritual guides, and all that too. Um, it's just more of a way of respecting them and showing them that uh, you, you will come to their door and you, you call for them when you need them. Um, it's an energy transfer. Sometimes it's the, the verbal words need to be an, a form of energy or a candle. So for, for me um, on any altar, I, for especially ancestors, you have um, a clear glass of water, and a and a candle, and I usually give them either food or things that my family members had liked over the years that I personally knew. Um, and the thing for me is, I don't know if this is something you come across. This, I think deities have special numbers too. Um, for the ancestors, we usually give at least three three clear glasses of water. It's it's called a bovida. And mm-hmm. the clear glass of water kind of collects and makes everything clear and positive around the house. Collects things, makes sure everything is cool, calm, and uh, prosperous, you know?
1: So as a three, the three uh, glasses of water, is that something that you do you put like in a certain formation like a pyramid?
0: There is different techniques. I don't know all of them. Uh, I do know there's different methods onto different purposes on especially when you're for your spiritual altar. I think it's more present there. Um, but for my spiritual my spiritual altar for my ancestors I just kinda put it in a little triangular form, um, put a cross there. And that is the um basically the espiritismo way, I would say.
3: Alright.
0: And also All right, that's talking cool. to them. Um talking to them is is a big thing. It's a verbal way of letting them know what, what's going on in your life. What, what do you need help with? Um, they're definitely there. And um, I'm not saying that's the only way to do it. That's why I like having you on the show, too. It's uh, different ways of different experiences on how we go about it.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. Um, I think the best way is for people to just do it as naturally as you can because this is a natural thing to just have, you know, spirit communication. This is something we as humans are able to do. <laughs> We just don't do it because we've been so, you know, indoctrinated to just be, you know, a robot instead of, you know, a pure human being. But, um, you know, yeah, just talking to them, you know, always lighting a candle. Or oh, Sometimes what I do, like you said, leave food for them, you know. One of the best things to do, all right, especially around holidays or whenever your family has a cookout, y'all gonna be cooking a whole bunch of food anyway. Some of the food is going to get thrown away, all right. Just leave a small plate for your ancestors. That's something I'll always try to do, even if it's like one chicken leg, even if it's like a scoop of mashed potatoes uh-huh. or and cheese, whatever, just leave a little bit, especially during mm-hmm. the holidays, because if you have a whole bunch of family members coming around for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Memorial Day, Labor Day, whatever you celebrate, single mile, whatever, um, they're around. Your ancestors, they are around. Like uh, They're around. They're hanging out as if nothing happened. They're around us. So why not leave them a plate to do, you know, let them show love and actually acknowledge that they're like, hey, I see you, I feel your energy around, grandma. Boom, there's a plate for you. Stuff like that can work wonders because one thing that I've learned from um, working my answer to altar is that you get a, a, a better, well, to me personally, you get a better effect when you do when you do things and give them offerings out of love. You know, don't always come to them crying for help. Yet you only talk to them when you need you know, some help, talk to them on a rainy day, like, hey, what's up? I just want to come through and say I love y'all. Thank you for, you know, looking out for me here. Some, you know, an apple, some crackers, whatever you're eating, it doesn't matter, just boom, just do it out of love. And I and I see that, you know, the impact that it has, it really, it shit just goes for you, all right? Let me put it that way. Shit just happens for you, the good things happen. You just like, okay, well, thank you. You know, you just let it go. So, you know, always come from a place of, you know, love come relax you know meditate don't come in there all the time asking you know to help solve my problems even though they are there to help you solve your problems but come with them you know as if they're still here all right just show them love and that's all they want is love and acknowledgement and the energy transfer and that's where all what we're talking about
0: absolutely the um the food thing is a big thing too for me as well and um, i'm glad you said that sometimes it's like giving them the first plate if you're having a family event
1: It's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing, and even if you can't, because you know, not everyone in our family is going to be, you know, um, with it. I remember I asked my aunt she cooked some fried chicken one day, and I don't eat. I don't eat meat. I'm vegetarian actually. So when I asked her like, "Hey, Auntie, can I have that? Can I have that uh, piece of chicken right there?" and she was like, "For what? I know you're not gonna eat it." I'm like, "I'm just going to save a plate for you know her ancestors." She was like, "What?" <laughs> And I was like, I just need one piece. Give me the smallest wing you got. It don't have to be that big. So you're like, okay, whatever. And sometimes you got to do like that. So if if you have the culture to where you could do it on the first plate, that's awesome. But sometimes we got to sneak food, you know what I'm saying, to, <laughs> to make it happen. <laughs> and then you have a family member who comes to your room, like, why the hell is this food on this altar? Like, what is this? <laughs> and then yeah. you got to explain it, like, oh, this is for, you know, so-and-so. And he'd be like, whatever
0: my um when i got initiated into the religion you have to wear it's it's what you you're called a yawo a yawo is basically the baby uh and you're you're a baby you're you're a baby for a year you have to wear white for a year white clothes mm-hmm. um so the other thing too is that you also have to eat on the floor with your on a you know on a mat and you have your um your plate its plate and spoon you have to eat a certain way so I remember specifically my uncle though, it was um I think it was Christmas and I asked uh I asked to set up something for my for the ancestors and he went over to them, he's like, What is this? I went, That's for that's for the ancestors and he I think he grabbed a piece off the plate. But you know, I mean, they don't not everyone's gonna understand it. They're gonna think you're weird and joke around but I kinda went with it and said, Okay, well, wait till you're an ancestor, you'll see. <laughs> At the same time, not in a bad way. I said, you're going to want something one day?
1: You said what? Say that again?
0: I said, you'll see when you're when you're on the other side. I said, you're going to want right, some food. Right. Exactly. But um, not everyone's going to understand it. Just as long as it's a positive uh, turnaround, you're not mad about it. You know? When someone or yourself you don't know, um, you're not going to be, like, punished for it.
1: Exactly, And I was going to say as well, even for, you know, our ancestors that weren't conscious, they weren't, you know, spiritually inclined or something like that. The work that we do is helping them as well. Um, We are our ancestors. Um, This bloodline comes from wherever this shit started because we're here right now. So we've been here forever, you know, so that just doing this work, you know, getting this light, getting this knowledge is going to help them. I remember um, someone was doing uh, an ancestral reading to me and I think I mentioned this on the last show actually my uncle came through. He told me um how he was uh, how he died, you know, and how he was saying that his father, my grandfather, told him to come over here and they was looking at his light and the light was me and they're learning as I learned, the stuff that I put in, they're able to, you know, receive it and do what they need to do with it on the other side. So, even for our ancestors, mm-hmm. even for family members or ancestors who are not, you know, with it, don't worry about it because our work is helping them out too. All right, and that's the whole point, that, or not the whole point, but something that I that I realized that sometimes you may only have one or two people in your whole family who's on this shit, right? but you're still doing the work for everyone because you're doing it on a spiritual level and not so much a physical level. So, um, yeah.
0: yeah. I um yeah. I agree with that. And I think um, there's two things I want to share that came to mind is that right, one, if there was, there was someone in your family that maybe treated you wrong or mistreated you, and um, that might come up especially for a specific person because they're like, you know what? No, they didn't treat me well. I'm not going to respect them. On the other side, and what happens is that when they cross over, when they pass over, um, they see things for what they need to see it for. And what happens is, if, for example, if I'm telling you the color's blue, and they cross over and they go, "Oh, it was green all along," and, uh, and then they're trying to help the individual, and that's what happens. Um, and the other thing too, with deities and and um, even even for me and you, right? You you go to um, different ones and I, I follow. It's not just the, the religion I go with. There's you know Buddha. There's different things that I have for different purposes. and They grow as you grow and we grow, but I feel that it's in our DNA and that this is, this is all different versions of us coming back and we still have a part of it.
1: Man, you hit it right on the head right there. These energies are us and that's the biggest thing. With any of these um, deities, gods, Angels, fairies, spirits, demons, all that shit. None of these none of these entities are more powerful than you. They are you. You represent these symbols. How uh you represent these symbols. I'm not even gonna get into it because it's real. That's it. We are these symbols. There's no need to bow down to them and think at them as something outside of yourself. They're within you. Alright, so that I know that alleviates a lot of fear and it alleviates a lot of people just not wanting to jump into something because I know a lot of people, especially when you talk about just regular organized religion, the the mindset that people have, or the mind state rather, is that you know this God is over me. You know I am nothing but um, a lowly vessel on this planet that God created. It'd be stuff like that. It'd be things like you know um, I'm a God fearing man. It's like how can you get down with something that you fear, how can you recognize fear, how can you recognize love from something that you fear, all right, so to alleviate all the fear, these deities are already a part of you, evil ones who are, again, considered demons, you know, the evil ones, that's your ass too, all right, because I'm pretty sure all of us have been mad, some of us have, you know, maybe hurt another person, maybe intentionally or unintentionally, maybe some of us have made bad decisions in our life that, you know, the consequences from those decisions you know, created um, a clusterfuck. All those things are right, We are these energies. They are us. We are them. And like Joe said, some of them come back in our lifetime because they may need a certain energy to get to to learn from this lifetime and they can take it back with them on the higher level and and achieve some balance, you know.
0: I don't know the full extent of it, but I do know that the, the candle and the energy and and acknowledging the, the ancestors, even spiritual guides, that you, you basically lift them up with, with the light and, and energy you put into it, and lifting them up is basically what you were saying before, too, is that they're working with you as
2: you're working with them, and they're learning
0: as we're learning. So it's something I personally actually just kind of learn more and more each day, but I knew that there were spiritual guides, but I didn't realize that um, as we grow, they're also growing. They're kind of learning with us, and it's something interesting to acknowledge. Um, even as as spiritual guides, it's not just um, they're in school. They're going to class for us.
1: Awesome. So the next thing I want to talk about is um, how do you set up an altar? All right. So um, I'll let you go first on this one, Joe. Like, your altar can even, like, um uh, just how you set yours up. Um, go ahead, go for it.
0: So for me, uh, I want to hear about yours too because I don't think everyone's different, so it doesn't uh, have to be one way. But for me, it, you have to have a four-legged legged table. That way it stands properly, symbolically as well, on all fours. Um, covering the table, you, it's a white cloth or a white table cloth. And the white is signification of um, purity, protection, all that, all the good stuff. And on top of that, on a basic level, you start off with um, the number three again, because the spiritual guides for us are really the number nine. Um, mm. Their number is nine, so you can break it down to three, six, or nine. And right. so there's three different glasses of water clear, so that way it also cleanses and purifies what's around and also white candles um but i kind of want to explain that too is that i personally never use um black candles but there's some spiritual guides that do want a red a red candle or a white candle or they're all different personalities and they like different things and that that's what you'll come to realize as you uh, practice that and you ask for their guidance and what you want to learn from them is that you know they'll show themselves if some people you know, some, sometimes you don't even realize that they're talking to you and you're going, I don't know who's talking to me, but I'm getting all these messages and I'm going to share them with so-and-so and that comes true. Um, and that's, uh, that's either that's mostly spiritual guides that that can happen for. But for my altar to start off, it's just covered in white, glass of water, candle. And then once you start to get to re- uh, recognize who your guides are, there's, some of them are the protector, the one that guides you, the messenger, and they grow. And they either tell you, listen, like, we want a statue or we want a symbol or, or a stuffed doll. So they want kind of like symbolic things that represent them in, in our world. So that way we can go to them and either give them give them something they enjoyed or you speak to them for a specific reason. And it's interesting because you kind of have to break it down now. So if I personally have a problem, I have to go, okay, well, first I have to go to my ancestors. Then I have to go to my spiritual guides. I have to go kind of, like, figure out who do I go to, to for this help. But you, all, you always want to start back with the family.
1: Absolutely. That's cool. I like how you say for altar. Um, myself, my altars are similar. Um, I always rec- – well, this is what I was told, so I guess I recommend this. But I recommend you getting some kind of natural um, – you know, stand for your altar, right? So it's going to be wood, it can be metal, but as long as it's something that's coming from, you know, the earth, don't get like a plastic table. I wouldn't recommend getting that. So get something that's wood or metal. Um, I do put a cloth on my altars, but depending, you know, where I'm at and how I set it up because, you know, here's something I want to touch on as well. Uh, This question may come up. And it has come up even on my, you know, YouTube channel and people, you know, commenting. People say, is it okay to have an altar in my bedroom? And, you know, some people may not have the means to just make an altar, you know, right in the family room or the living room or anything like that. Because, again, you might have family members. You might be living with people who are not with that. So it's kind of, you know, not the best thing to just make an altar just in the middle of the family room. So it is okay to have an altar in your room if that's the only place you can be at, okay? The whole point is to actually just to start somewhere and to start dealing with, you know, the energy transference, Alright, So don't get so wrapped up, with oh, I get I want to come out the shower naked and stuff like that. Like, look, um, we were born naked. Um, clothes are, we were, we were born naked. You don't have to worry about, you know, your ancestors seeing, you know, your, your wee wee or your tatas because... You know they had it too. They were here. It's not no big thing, all right. It's just a human body, so don't get all wrapped up about all of that. Um, but what I do with my altar, um, it really depends because, like you're saying, with the different spirit guides or deities that you work with, all right. Some of them may have, some of them have days, all right. They have days attributed to them. They have colors attributed to them. They have um, uh, specific numbers attributed to them. So what I like to do is if I want to bring in a certain energy, either I'm meditating on it, I'm willing to come uh, contact with them, or I just want the energy in my room to, you know, uh, be on that same vibratory state as them. Like for Ganesha, for example, I will put down a green cloth, right, and I will get some some green candles, and then I will also get, you know, some lily pads. I will get, you know, little figurines or little toys that I use. So he carries an axe. I'll put an axe down there. I'll put some food down there too. You know, peanuts, elephants like peanuts. And you put all these things that correspond with the deity, so you have a, you know, better energy vortex, all right? And what I mean by energy vortex is that if you have all of these items that are associated with the deity, you're just putting down different symbols of the same energy. So the energy is going to be more amplified because you're putting down the same thing. So it's like putting down a white candle with white plates with white rice a White flower, you're just amplifying that energy. All right. So same thing with deities, just put down something that they're intruded with, and that energy will come to you more powerful because you put down those symbols. Um, so I switch up colors, you know, every you know whenever I feel compelled to, because I'm not in a living space to where I can have like uh, an altar for this particular deity or pantheon of deities, and, and this and that. So I do. I work with what I can. And that's the best that you can do until, you know, you're able to do more. Um, I also do with my altars and all my altars I have this. I have um, the four elements on there. So I'll have a glass of water. Um, when I actually interact with the um, altar, I'll have, I'll have incense as the air element. I'll have that candle lit as the fire element. And then I'll have, you know, some crystals or rocks or dirt. It can be dirt, you know, doesn't have to be nothing crazy, but have something that represents the earth element. I like to put those four elements on there, too, because if you think about it, those four elements are our answers as well. We can break the thing all the way down to, you know, a quantum level. And even those four major elements, earth, air, um, fire, and earth, we are made up of all those things. So those are, in a way, answers as well. So I just put those on my altars just to give, you know, like a a symbolic representation of us, just another one, you know.
0: True. That's that that's absolutely correct. And I like it you said that because um there's different deities, there's different things that they like, and that's why I wanna go back real quick and go forward. Um I'm only sharing like the brief kind of explanation of what the the basic start of an altar for spirituality from from my perspective because I, I wanna to say too is that there's so much more to learn. On each level, how to set it up for different purposes, what the glasses represent. Um, so that's the basic part. The deities I want to talk about, because even um, all different types, there's what they like to eat. What do they like for offerings? When what days do you typically speak to them? Um, do they like a cigar? So the other thing too I wanted to share is that, and I kind of I want to say this from my from my experience is that. Definitely, if you feel the urge or the, the want to practice that, um, look, look the deity up. Kind of research them what to expect because what happens to, even for myself, um, for example, Alegua. Alegua is uh, basically a Risha, but is a child at the same time with wisdom. And he mm-hmm. likes to play. He likes to play, but he'll joke around with you too. And if you offer him something, Sometimes you, if you don't take care of them the right way, some things will happen. You're like, what's going on? What? What's? You know, who's messing with me? What? What happened? And you go, oh, I didn't give a leg with his stuff. So you get All upset right. sometimes, and you can't. So be careful with that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just they're energies that you're you're giving to, and you're working with, and talking to to keep you on your path and help you along along with life. But they have a personality.
1: Oh yeah. they most definitely do they most definitely do and again it's not something to be scared and frightened about but it's like you know you do want to you know uh put in your time with them every now and again depending on what they want you know so especially if you do this on a consistent basis you're going to see your life change like just radically like things are going to change like from day and night you're going to be like well damn that was for real. And it it gets to a point where, like, where why not deal with your altars? Why not leave a little bit of food? Why not pray to them a little bit? Why not say what's up when you get in the morning, you know? And you make it into a lifestyle, and it's going to do wonders for you because, you know, when you have an energy that's working for you behind the scenes, things, things that you may not even know what they are doing, but you know you're okay, it brings another level of peace of mind Yes, there's still going to be some, you know, trials and and mistakes that we make that we got to deal with. There's always going to be that. You're never going to have the perfect life where no problems come up. But you're going to be able to go through go through them, you know, a lot more gracefully because you have these, you know, different spiritual things that you're able to implement. So there's some things that piss me off, but I can't get too mad because I know I'm bigger now. So I'd be like, okay, I'll be mad for, you know, my five little minutes and then, okay, I'm over it, done. All right, instead of dwelling in that, you know, you know, a negative, you know, vibration. So this is all just to help you, you know, on your path. That's what it's all about. All this is stuff to help you path and to let you guys know, you don't even have to have an altar. You can be just as spiritual as the next person without an altar. So this is not like a mandatory thing you got to have. This is just another method that people can use to just express, you know, their own spirituality. All right.
0: I kind of want to share too, and uh, you'll probably agree with me is that if you're doing this because you're in search of power and you want to do things and, and turn it around on people and get your enemies, um, I kind of want to share this because, yeah, you might, you might see that working for you in a couple of times, but you're also going to realize that you're going to get caught up in something that wasn't there to begin with. Um And this goes back to what you were sharing earlier. Before is that, you know, don't. It's not a good thing to play around with fire. Um, The more, Mm -hmm. the more positive and true to you you are with everything, just to stay focused in your life. And sometimes, look, you can be like whichever person you go to, say, listen, I'm I'm having a problem with this person. I just want to go to work without a problem. I want to, you know, do everything I have to do, but I don't want to have problems with them. So you're trying to avoid a fight. That's fine. Yeah.
1: But if you're going to do it for power... Well, here's the thing, right? If you're trying to do something with power, don't be surprised when some real power come at you, right? Because sometimes fine. these energies will humble will humble you, all right? So I mm, remember like, working with... Um, I remember I... Um, Try to get in contact with the demon, all right? And it's out of the Galatia. There's a demon named King Bilal. And I forgot what exactly um, he represents. But with certain demons in the book of Galatia, some demons you can connect with, no problem, you good. Other demons you have to do, you have to give them an offering. All right? So what I did was just connect with the deity without giving them an offering. So what, what ended up happening is that because I didn't come with them with the offering? I was the actual offering, right? My own energy, my own peace of mind was the offering. So these dudes fuck with my head for at least, you know, a good few hours. You know, it wasn't, you know, a long time. It wasn't like my whole life is crazy, but for a few hours in my mind, I'm hearing voices, I'm hearing chants, I'm hearing, I'm getting these crazy vibes because I didn't do the right thing and you know give this dude the offering. So you can learn from it. You know, I'm not dead, I'm not I don't and I'm not even scared of it. I'm just like, whoa, if you looking at some power, all right, don't be surprised Ooh. when it comes at your ass. So make sure when you do your research for whatever deity that you want to work with, like Joe said, get their story, get their backstory, understand what they represent. And if they need to have if it's if it specifically says they need to have an offering for you to contact with them, you know, on the good terms, do it because you don't want to mess with the wrong deity and not give them an offering and then your whole set gets put on reset without your go. Don't let that happen. Per- <laughs> Personally,
0: um, and, and from my experience is that when it comes to a calling, I, I feel like you're going to be called more to it. I've come across people that just felt they knew that they were going to be where they were with that deity and, and practice. Or specific people had no idea what they were dreaming about and woke up with, um, you know, Arisha names in their head. Um, But I feel like it's more of a calling if you know, for different things, not just uh, Santeria, it could be for Buddha. Um, I had a dream with Allegua once, um, and I, I didn't know the full path of Allegua, and he was telling me, you know, where's my drum? And I'm going, I don't know, I don't have a drum. And this is a dream. He looked Egyptian. And um, Alegua's traditional colors are uh, red and black, actually. And mm-hmm. I'm going, I don't have a drum. He goes, here, I got one for you. It's brand new. And gives me a drum in black and white. And I found out later on, learning, that there's a path of Alegua that's, um, that's black and white. So there's different things. But going back to what I was saying, there's a calling. Um, I feel like for anyone with a deity or the 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 want to practice with a certain uh, path, ah. Per se, per, right. per se, we do actually have a caller. We'll go check that out right now. You ready for it?
1: Oh, yeah, Let's, let's do it.
0: Hello, are you there? Hello? Hello?
2: Hello? Can you hear me?
1: Yes, we can hear you.
2: Hi, um, I, I um, uh, how you doing?
1: Pretty
2: good. How about you? Good. Talk. How are you? Hi sir. Um I know I just um I'm sorry, I'm just very un un unsettled. I do I do believe what you what the show is. I do believe in that. Um but, but I I just I, I know I had a conversation, uh just a little bit a little bit in a panic right now. I just uh, I don't wanna ask ask this a wonderful opportunity for me. Um do you, do you see the, the change the events that I am trying to solve? I, I, I'm i just one i I'm, I'm just, I I want to know. I think I talked to you. the um, owner. So what's,
0: what's, what's your question? I mean, I wasn't planning on doing readings, but I'll, I'll see what I could find out for you.
2: I'm sorry. I just want to know, did anything change? Because I, I, I don't think change.
0: What I'm, what I'm getting is that you're. Did you talk to him?
2: I have not talked to him yet. No, I'm not.
0: So why? Hold on.
2: I just want to know if I'm going to be you're, forced you're,
0: out. I don't. Well, how long, cause I remember saying that, um, you weren't, don't like, kind of leave him alone for about a week or two. And then okay. I remember you saying that you, you had to wait for that court. There was something with the, um, the, the, the name, right. That was written.
2: Yeah. The, the main one is coming up in, in March. That's, that, that's why I want to know if, if, if he's going to be, if, cause he's a bully, is he going to go forceful or, or he's going to back down because I'm leaving him alone and I have the money.
0: Did you have a lawyer?
2: No, I'm thinking about it.
0: Uh, I want to tell you to get a lawyer because of a couple of things. One, I'm not a lawyer. Two, spiritually, um, because from what I remember you saying something about uh, he had written someone else's name down.
2: Exactly, My, my mom and she's dead.
0: So if he 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 put the name down, the only reason why I say get a lawyer is because you should not be evicted until the court decides what's going to happen. I also tell I want to tell you to get a lawyer too, is because you're you're panicking and it's driving you. It's making you uncomfortable. Um, that way you can get someone's professional opinion. And I'm not saying that because I don't see that. What I, I'm just saying that because that is something that's pretty serious that he shouldn't evict you. Until that court hearing is completed and organized.
2: Okay. Um. All right. And, Joe, you know, one last thing. Um, do you know how much time I have? I mean, I, I guess do you see it winning in my favorite and do I still have time to stay there because it's affordable for me, and I have history there for almost seven years
0: well if you if you talk to the lawyer i didn't see you getting evicted if you talk to a lawyer and make sure the court uh everything goes properly i don't see you moving i see you getting that business that we were talking about but yeah i don't see you moving because if that if the lawyer takes care of it i would do that because that way you don't get screwed um the lawyer can go over everything properly that way you're not evicted um and you've been there for seven years, and that shows proof of residency. So I don't feel or see that you're going to have to move. What I do feel and see is that you have to keep listening to your mother. She talks to you a lot, and she's telling you to keep doing things a certain way, but you you get worried and you don't do them.
2: Okay. okay. I'm going to do that. Um, I really appreciate it for, for, to calm me down because it's starting to crazy
0: not a problem um tomorrow i would look for a specific lawyer that that i don't know that's a special lawyer that deals with that but find someone that can take the case and that way timing isn't uh what's the word i'm looking for timing isn't a um fragile thing where you have enough time to take care of the case and the paperwork and you have proof of residency so i wouldn't worry about it just make sure you find someone
2: Exactly, so I could come down when I get to the main court could be the main main court,
0: and even you know I w- I don't want to say this, but make sure you do get a lawyer, even if they were or he was to put papers on on your on your door about of being evicted. I wouldn't worry about it because you're also still going to court in March for the the apartment, so I wouldn't worry about it, just make sure you take care of it with a lawyer,
2: okay. I appreciate right. that
0: Yes
1: thank you
2: Alright
1: have a good night thank you. Well alright well I'm glad you can help her out Me too She
0: sounded pretty stressed out
1: Yes she did So, so no the callers
0: Back to the topic What were we talking about um, no, I was just asking, are there any
1: other callers? That was it?
0: No, that was it for now.
1: Okay, cool. Um, we were talking about... Um, I don't even know. You know... <laughs> you, you know, I, about, I also be... wanted
0: to, um, to bring up the fact that I think I think when,
1: when we're talking about
0: deities, we get people that might be listening that are like, what deities are they talking about? That is crazy. And... I want to say this because this can be from Catholic saints to Hinduism, Buddhism, Afro-Cuban, Egyptian, but all the way down to, you know, the cat, the cat that's symbolic at the Chinese restaurant that's there for luck. That's technically kind of like a deity.
1: Oh yeah. Like, look, if you go to any Chinese food joint, right? If you look on the corner, maybe when you walk in the door, you might look at anyone in the corners. It's going to be, a tree there and you can have like these long leaves actually called money trees that actually might have something else called a bonsai tree. And those trees are supposed to attract good fortune and good business, stuff like that. So other people do this stuff. All right. So all you're doing is doing it in your own, you know, house, your own home, your own dwelling. Okay. Some people say it's mm-hmm. like feng shui or feng shui,
3: which is, yeah, right.
1: it's, it's all, it's, it's all that stuff. So, um, when you start realizing, you know, the different symbols that people put around, you'll uh, you be like, wow, this is, I, I get it now. Another perfect example, right, and I'll, I'll do two examples. One of them is this. How many houses have you walked into that had an elephant in there? It could be something they hung up. It could be a little elephant figurine. It could be whatever. I know with um mm-hmm. in the black community, I see elephants all the time going to people's house, and these people aren't conscious at all. All right, so something, you know, speaking to them at an unconscious level, right, or subconsciously so is telling them, hey, put these, you know, elephants around, all right, elephants for, protect, for protection, for removing obstacles, sort of stuff like that. So even though these people may not be conscious, you know, when I walk into these homes, I have elephants in there, there's always this energy of calm. This, this energy is, you know, there's no foolishness uh, like that around there, all right, usually um, elder people. Not elderly people but people older than me who have their own house, their own, you know, their own home, they have the elephants around. And then when you talk about the ancestor altar, right, here's another perfect example, people do it on a subconscious level. When you have people who put up pictures of their families all right. around the house, whether they're dead or alive, your house is literally the ancestor altar. All right. We do this all mm-hmm. the time. We just don't know what we're doing. And that's the whole key with, you know, spirituality all the stuff that you learn is stuff that you've been doing your whole life. You're just actually realizing it. And now you can do these things with intention and it's going to have a different effect. Cause everyone has heard, you Absolutely. Know, people have seen movies, you know, um, are, are, are heard in popular culture. You know, when you're drinking like, you know, some alcohol, you know, I'm gonna pour some of this for my dead homies. <laughs> what do you think they talking <laughs> about? If I want to ask the worship, that's all it is. It's, um,
0: on an unconscious level, it's big because, you know, uh, I come across um, readings where I'll give someone a reading and go, um, do you have this or do you have that? And it's a, it's a, like a special, it's not just a a, a vague item. It's kind of like, I'll see it. And they're like, yeah, I love those. And I'm going, oh, here's a good one. It's a kind of the right. I I was looking at this girl once and I went, do you have like a lot of clocks? And she went, no, my family hates clocks. We actually hate them so much that we don't have a clock in the house. And I went, Okay, so there's that reading where you get a message, but it went the wrong way. But going back right. to the items, unconsciously, we, we're drawn to little things that might be different or spiritual or a statue of Buddha, all different things that e- our spiritual guides are going, I like that, I want that, um, or that's for you, use that. We have these little messages, but we don't necessarily have to hear them, but we're, we're still hearing them and getting them. And even the elephant, I mean... Uh elephant is also symbolic to the Orisha Batala. Uh the peacock mm-hmm. is symbolic to Oshun. Um there's different animals, there's different numbers. So it can be from the smallest little um, statue of, of an animal to something bigger, uh colours. I mean, even even the um spiritual guides for for Spiritismo or the Afro Cuban um spiritual guides, we have All different colors it's like a rainbow to signify the the spiritual guides colors that's that's for them the nine colors Um, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: so it kind of goes in different ways but going back to the subconscious or the unconscious mind is that we don't even realize we're drawn to a pet or an animal exotic animal or even just different colors Um, when I was a kid I loved wearing, my mom wanted to kill me. I wanted white shoes, all white, and, like, I would get them dirty. But I'd come to find out, one of the Orishas, his color is, is white. He's all white. So
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's little things. I was picking up all white things, and I don't even know why I was doing it. But kind of realizing now, and now going, oh, okay, well, it makes sense now. Uh, more, a lot of things make sense for me now, looking back, because I don't know what I was did, talking about it doing. Even when I was a kid, um, I actually remember saying this, and I don't know where it came from, but I was very serious. Uh, I pointed up to the, the ceiling. We have like a window on the ceiling, and I was talking to my mom about something. I was really young, and I pointed up to the ceiling, and I went. My mom and dad are up there, and she went, "What the hell are you talking about? We're here. We're right here. We're here." I was like, "No, my, my other parents are up there." What comes to find out, I have two parents in the religion. So your your crown, the one who is the owner of your head. And the one that's your mother or the father, how it works out. But you have two parents. So I had no idea what I was saying as a kid. But that's uh, that's pretty much what I was saying.
1: Wow, wow, that's amazing. So
0: this thing that you saying that you child, saying
1: you were as a child, yeah. See, children, see, children have a a a their connection to the spirit world has not been tainted by you know being a human, going through all of this, you know mess that we go through, uh, all this program that that tells us, you know, hey, don't look out the window and dream, you know, do your math, you know, stuff like that. So I remember that um, one of my cousins, he was like maybe uh, nine years old at the time. He's 11 now. But I was like, hey, man, um, I want you to listen to this and close your eyes and tell me what you see. I play like some meditation music. And as soon as he put them bad boys on, he was like, "Oh, I see a woman. She's trying to show me something. Oh, that's pretty cool." He was having his own little experience. Mind you, he only listened to this stuff for like five minutes, and he was already on. There's some people who wow. were put on some meditation music, and they can't even, you know, focus on their breathing without worrying about, "Damn, I gotta pay these bills. I gotta get some food. I gotta do this." Uh, so, children have a really, you know, intact connection to the spirit world, and we all have the connection, but we have to go through some of these blockages we have to go uh release some of the you know the b s in our minds that makes us think that we can't connect with anything you know
2: um
1: and I wanted to mention those two i wanted to mention a book that you know I think people should get it's called the encyclopedia of spirits by judica ios um j u d i k a I L L E S, Judica Isles. And um, this book, she has um, a brief description of different deities from all over the world, all over the world. And um, she has description of the deities, the days of the week, their sacred holiday, um, the color associated with, what offerings you can give them, and all different types of stuff. And it helps you, um, it's kind of just a book uh, so that you can start dealing with these um, energies right now, you know. And sometimes you don't have to search because if you go through it from the mythology, you don't want to be reading 100 pages of a mythology just to find out that, you know, this deity likes, you know, candy. (laughs) Sometimes it's easier to just be like, okay, this is what they want. I can give that to them. Boom. I can learn their story, you know, of course, when I've learned to get to know them, but I don't have to go through the whole mythology right now. Mm -hmm just to start this, you know, ancestral altar, because if you start going into these ancient, you know, uh, books, it's a big old long read, you know, from all these different uh, mythologies. And I'm not saying not to read them because you should, because you're going to get an even deeper uh, understanding of even um, combination of entities. I'm pretty sure you know something about this, Joe. There's some deities that don't work well together, right? And it's not necessarily a, a bad thing. It could just be like there's a story within a mythology that these two deities don't get along, so don't put them on the same table. Otherwise, that's going to resonate in your life. So you want to know stuff like that as well. But get that book um, because it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help out.
0: Well, how do I explain this? Um, the best way, I think, to answer this question is that and in, in, I don't want to say my word. It's like it's still open, but if if you were to follow the similar path I would follow different deities might come to come up to you in different ways because you might need to add a saint a catholic saint statue for this purpose maybe you need to add a buddha because of that purpose Um, the only thing that I feel that deity wise that wouldn't work and I'll tell you in two ways is that um, anything, anything like dark, black, like bad, bad. Uh, I don't even know what a deep, like demons. Like I wouldn't get a statue of demon or um, practice that with my stuff. Um, but in in the religion wise, there's different stories, and the stories kind of come into readings as to why you do this and do that. And the Ereshkigal basically lived on Earth before us. So mm-hmm. there's different paths of them and different ages of personality. So at different times, there might be you know a story where this Orisha and that Orisha didn't get along. So what happens is um, a, a certain Santero or Santero might not be able to uh, crown or initiate a child of another Orisha because of that story. But it's not so much that they exactly. really can't work together. Actually, what's the interesting um Interesting enough is that even for me is the uh, Ochoon and Yamaya. Ochun is the river, Yamaya is the ocean. Uh, some mm-hmm. people it comes out differently, but I can't give um, my my one orisha, chun one thing and not Yamaya because either something will happen where I get uh, a little bump in my road and she'll what happens basically is she'll take from her, go, What's that? You know, you don't see it, but They're a personality. They're two different deities that you have to give them at the same time. And that's for me.
1: Got it, got it. So as you go on, people, as you go on, you'll figure out what to do and what not to do. And it's never something that's going to, you know, totally ruin your life. I think the only time where you'll get a reset button on your life is when you just totally stop working with, any of these DDs and your answers to also and I actually have experience with that, you know. Um there's a time that I stopped working with my altars and not not because they did anything bad. I just stopped because of my own, you know, problems as a human, you know, maybe I was too stressed out about something and I just got lost in my own sauce. And I stopped doing, you know, working with the answers to altars and then my life slowly but surely, you know, crumbled and I only put that course of mark on the crumble because even though I went through all that is still maybe the person who I am right now. And I still got a good, you know, my life isn't like totally chaotic, but there's been times where I'm like, yo, I should, have, I should have been putting down these offerings a lot more because I feel like my life would be in a different place than how it is, you know, at that time I was going through some things. But I'm not saying that to scare people. It's just, you know, when you start working with the energies and you understand what they are about, um, you know, your skin is in the game. Now you got to do something. If you stop doing it and don't plan on doing it anymore, it's going to change. All right. It's kind of like, you know, say you're putting some money in the stock. All right. And this, and this stock is, is making you some dividends, you know, every month. All right. Every month you get an extra 100 $100. No, forget $100. You're getting an extra $1,000 in your bank account, right? This is good. You're able to do more stuff. Your your life is in a different way because now your 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 energy, all right, your energy is used to being at a certain level because now that you've been able to reap some of those benefits from those dividends, you can use them. But you was like, you know, for some reason I'm going to stop, you know, putting my money in stock. I'm going to take all my money out. Yeah, you might be good for a few, you know, couple months, but slowly but surely, your life is going to change back to what it was before because you're not getting $1,000 every month again. So how are you going to pay that car note? How are you going to go out to eat? You can't do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? So your life is going to go back to what it was because you're not putting that energy down. And it's not going to, you know, totally collapse your whole thing, but it's going to be something that you're going to notice. And you're going to be like, okay, I should have kept on doing what I was doing because this right here ain't it. All right, so let me get back into a zone to where, You know, I can receive this energy and rise up with it and keep that energy always moving forward.
0: I wanted to add to that, by, and there's there's so many, there's different ways to look at this. And this is something I wouldn't have been able to tell you three months ago, um, only because I kind of myself spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, I took a big, big stand back and looked at my life myself because so when you're talking about the, the, the money and things going well, then things not going well, I wanted to add to that. that there's that there's kind of when, when you, when you ask the deity or even your, your spiritual guides, right? If you tell them, Hey, help the spiritual my spiritual guides, help me out. I need work. I, um, I know that this is something that you guys want. So when I get the work, I'll give that to you. And if you don't, something, you know, that can happen. But the thing I wanted to add to that is sometimes, especially relationships, life, what I realized for myself is my personality. um, I was very, very anxious when things happened or something went wrong. I was thinking, um, is someone doing something bad to me? Did I do something wrong to deserve this? Where do I go? What's the next job? Because I've had so many different opportunities, and you might think that's not good. But I took a standpoint, and I was actually having a a conversation with my friend. And I've been out of work for a little bit, but I'm also working on something. In the meantime, it's about to start soon, and I've been putting my energy into it. It's a different way now. I'm putting energy into it, knowing that it's going to return with something greater. Um, But to basically say what I was saying is that some of these are just big life lessons that the deities, the Orishas, the spiritual guides, your ancestors, you're being put through obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. till you get up and go, Oh, yeah. Um, it's not necessarily relationships. I mean, sometimes relationships are literally just, you had to meet maybe someone from the past life that's in this life and you had to learn from them again. Um, and you learn something new again from them you move on so you meet your, your, your uh, soulmate twin flame. But we're constantly, well, I was constantly thinking, when am I going to be able to fall in love? When can I, my, my career just be stable? When can this happen? When can that happen? Well, the big picture was really just breathe and go with life. And the biggest answer I got recently from myself was that I had to go through these things because I wouldn't have calmed down and, instead of panicking or, or looking for the next, I wouldn't worry so much. Now I'm just calm. I'm just like, you know what? It's going to be okay. I have to go through this for this reason. Sorry. So right. it's not just, um. it really depends. It kind of sounds complicated, honestly, because I went from practicing my spirituality and, bal- and balancing things out, and all of a sudden this is wrong, and you got to fix that. But then you're going, uh, it's not always, sometimes it's just not, spiritual work or
1: problems it's just you have to learn from life for sure absolutely 100 percent some things yes yeah. yeah just you had it on the head i can't say nothing about that because that's it some of these lessons is the stuff that we have to go through to be like oh okay i'm not supposed to be doing that all right cool you know and sometimes the deity don't show you that it's just life is going to hit you over the head definitely man definitely
0: um, Though I was thinking about something, oh, the other thing I wanted to share and it came to my mind is that i I don't know how to explain this, but it just came to my mind I wanted to talk about it um by no means did I really sell my soul to anything i just i don't, I don't know how to explain that i don't I think people just assume the worst when they hear initiate. Um, practitioner, priest, they did something crazy to get what, and again, if I did do that, I think on an imaginary level, my life would be uh, glorious, I would have tons of gold and money and a big mansion (laughs) and cars and a huge (laughs) Olympic swimming pool, but, you know, I don't, I I have what I'm grateful for, my family, I have my life, the obstacles that I need to go through to learn and I'm I'm appreciating um, coming across Earl on YouTube, and we have two episodes so far together. So I mean, things are going good. I have to put the work in, learn some stuff, but I I don't know. I just want to share that uh, selling. I don't know if how to sell your soul to something else, but I'm not going to do it. But that's nothing. I uh, I that uh, corresponds to that.
1: Even a deity. I I think selling your soul, and this is from my own personal just understanding. It's not something that you know I've read about or have much this is just my own thing, but I think selling your soul is just, you know, an allegory of you not wanting to deal with your higher self, you know, not deal with, you know, the world that's outside of, outside of this illusion, but you want to become a king or a queen or, you know, whatever, just on this human level, all right? And that's just something I just kind of picked up on when I was, you know, researching the Illuminati and stuff like that. A lot of people sold their soul. Um, they might just be doing things to uphold their status as a celebrity or a magician or whatever, all right. So I'll hear stories from there. talking about, you know, some of these artists they might do they might do something sexually that they might not necessarily necessarily do all the time, whether it be an orgy or whether they, you know, have a same sex relationship and these people will record that and be like, Okay, you gotta do what we do, otherwise we are gonna put this out and it's gonna stop your whole thing from happening. So just for my little understanding, I think selling your soul is just saying that, you know, I'm not going to try to attain a higher understanding of, you know, my higher self dealing with spirituality. I just want to, you know, have all the riches, have all these cars, master this material world, and that's it. Because the more you put into this, well, I wouldn't say the more you put into this world. The more you focus on this material world, the more you're out of focus with your spiritual world, all right? So if you're selling your soul, the thing that actually connects you with, you know, the outer world, and what I mean, outer world, I don't mean like the the material world. I mean something outside of this illusion. When you're not dealing with that level, you're only dealing with the material world at this point. And selling your soul is more just getting things, getting things down here super tight. You know what I'm saying? Going to the crazy parties, having you know all these dudes or the women to have sex with. You know, having all the drugs you can have. You know, all the cars you can want. All the dro- all that stuff. But spiritually, you're dead. You can't do nothing spiritually because all the things that you have to do to get to that point, all of the craziness you may have have, have may have, have to do, it's it's eating you up, you know. And I'm only saying it's eating you mm-hmm. up because I've known there's stuff that I've done, not even on, you know, no some are, some are soul type stuff, but just from mistakes that I've made, and I just became, you know, it was eating my energy because I'd done something I didn't, you know solve that problem, and it was eating me away, so I'm pretty sure that manifests in different ways, especially when you start talking about, you know, doing work with your soul, because you cannot, and this is from my own experience, it's hard to do spiritual work when you have something that's always in your mind that's always saying, you know, um, you need to fix that, 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 and you know you need to, you know, handle it, so that's just my own personal Mm experience. But I haven't came across anything to say like, Hey, we need your soul for you to work with us. Like I've never seen that though. Um,
0: I've never seen that. I was you know, um there's some things that you go through for what I went through and you're kinda of warned, like if you do anything bad, you won't have this it's like a blessing that you you're given, you're going through, you're sacrificing your your year of um it's like your your whole phase um you're making time. You're showing that you're you're going forward, but you're be, you're also told like you can have this to help others and yourself to stay on the right path and help others from their deviation. And everything everything happens differently for everyone for a different purpose. What they have. they might not have to do certain things, but what I'm saying is um for that aspect, I was just warned, like, if you do something bad for a bad reason. Just know that you're going to lose this this blessing, and I said no. I understand. Yeah. I don't want. Why would you want to hurt people? Um, but I didn't want to go off topic because we did talk about this before, and I want to bring up again the the whole Mason thing. I I at one point came across other people's posts about concerts, and you see the third eye, and you see like in a someone's concert that clearly is like on a pop level has nothing to do with black or uh, demonic stuff. And in the background of the video, you see, like, Satan flash. And you're like, what right. the hell is going on? But I want right. to go back real quick because I honestly agreed with you. I didn't think about it until later on. I feel like they, for a chunk of time, just had all this, the sacred geometry, sacred symbolism and alch- alchemy for certain things. And they wanted to make it look bad so that you didn't go that way. mm mm-hmm. The only thing that freaked me out, and I, honestly, Earl, I, I want your opinion. This is—I don't think I talked about this before. My um, my spiritual awakening, so to speak. Even after, um, I was listening to music, and all of a sudden, I'm getting like messages in the music, like the positive ones. But mm-hmm. afterwards, I would listen to like an old Eminem song, and even I'm like, wow, I didn't realize he's actually talking about. He's talking about um, heavyweight, heavyweight, um, ugly white men, you know, blah, blah blah blah, or men they they want him to do something, and he's like cursing them out, and I'm like he's talking about some heavy duty Masonic stuff, what? And this little is in music, I was going, what the hell am I listening to now? I thought this was, I want to go back to the normal music, but I was like, what? I don't know where it came from. Also, I'm getting all these little messages. You realize what they're really saying.
1: Yeah, because, you know, the the Illuminati, they deal with the occult. All the stuff there that we talk about, they're hip to it. They just want to, you know, make it scary so other people don't work with it. So when you get to the – and this is something that that was a breakthrough for me when I was uh, looking at music stuff. Like, for my awakening, it was so much you. You know, I'm learning about all these things, and at first it seems like it's scary because it's presented that way. But once you start realizing, like, well, this is just a symbol that represents something else, you look at it differently. So at first I was looking at all these different, all and I all crazy. This shit's the, the devil, blah, 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 blah. And then when I see it again, I'm like, hold up. These artists, these artists may not just be, you know, dumb. These artists may be down with spirituality, and they put it in their own music. I remember a, one of the, the music videos, some kind of performance that Beyonce did, and she has, you know, the garb of Yumi All, right? She was Yumi Mm-hmm. All day long, so it was like there's some people know what's up, and they put down these um, subliminal messages in their uh, music, either to uplift people, maybe to send messages to one another, maybe to, you know, keep the bullshit going, you know, whatever it is. But they use symbols just as much as we do, and that gives more evidence of how regular this shit actually is because all humans communicate with symbols. We have stop lights, red means stop, green means go. That's a symbol. We communicate mm-hmm. all the time 24/7 365 with symbols. So when you're working with altars, ancestors and deities, what you're doing is like you know what? Now I'm not going to let outside symbols dictate what I should think or feel. I'm going to start programming myself on my own symbols to to have its desired effect. So you're just putting the power back mm-hmm. in your own hands. So you start you start worried about oh I seen um the bafflement, I seen the five point star hanging upside down in the music video, I seen the all C and I. You're gonna start worrying about this stuff because you find a deeper meaning of them, you can start using it yourself. You're like, oh yeah, I use these symbols because it means this and that. And so it scariness gets taken out and it just becomes understanding.
0: I wanna talk about I think another episode, I don't or maybe not, I don't know. Um your knowledge on symbols because I come to realize that I'm using symbols and alchemy and all this stuff, but I'm not sure how I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And then I'm realizing in the beginning of all this for my, my recent journey, I want to say, um, one of my guides said, you know, you're not going to be able to find the specific symbol and meaning in a book, but you're going to find similar versions of the symbol. And I was like drawing symbols, and I had to put it in my dashboard of the card to like show the the universe, the symbol. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what, what it means, but I'll do it. And then all right. of a sudden, I had this like big epiphany of what's going on here. But um, I guess I guess I'm saying more or less the the symbolism can be used. I I think or uh, universal. I want to say uh, my guess is
1: because um symbols like here, where subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind doesn't necessarily understand English or any language for that matter because it doesn't it doesn't have a human mouth to say those things, you know? How can it how can your subconscious mind tell you something in English when it doesn't have a mouth? It can only tell you through symbolisms. That's that's all it can do. So that's why when we talk about uh interacting with your subconscious mind, the language of your subconscious mind is actually symbols. And there I'm pretty sure all of the symbols that we will ever see, you know, in our lifetime, there's probably a hundred million times symbols that we will never ever see that we can't even conceive that's that's laying dormant in our subconscious mind. So I think a technique that you just did is actually a very good one. You know, maybe people are dueling, because I know there's probably a lot of artists here listening. Sometimes they just have a vision to draw off to certain thing. And sometimes I have that, too. I'm not an artist, but sometimes I'll be drawing stuff. I'll really be like, why am I drawing this for? Why am I compelled to draw this? Maybe putting it on your window or putting it on the dashboard of your car is a representation of you sending that symbol out to the universe. Or we'll just be sending it out to your subconscious mind so you can get a clearer, you know, um, understanding of what you're supposed to be getting, what that symbol means, or anything like that. And that's the whole magic right there right there's gonna be some symbols you draw out or look at you will not know what the hell it means and then something mm-hmm. guides you to t- to let you understand what it means you be like okay boom so what you said is yeah. i like that that's pretty cool
2: it was
0: um for me it was really interesting because i think i told you i went to a gas station there was these three books and one was symbolism and i didn't even get to look at the book yet And i'm drawing these symbols and then all of a sudden i was uh i went into the book and started looking at the symbols and learning at them and all of a sudden, I just had this, like, what is going on moment. But it kind of it woke me up. It's, um, there's so much to this world that I didn't even realize. You kind of talk about it. I remember talking to someone, joking around. I was like, did you see that? And, like, what? I said, sometimes I feel like there's a glitch in the universe and the same person goes by in a different car. You're like, I swear, you yeah. saw that person go by. <laughs> so you have these moments. But you come to find out like there's there's some bigger things here, but you just gotta play it and learn about more stuff But so it's just that's the that's the big thing too um going back to numerology synchronicity a little bit that I realized sometimes we're just where we have to be at that time and that place um, and where I was going that <laughs> maybe I wasn't supposed to talk about it. <laughs> I forget, but there's just, just got to be there the right time, the right place. Some people just won't um, accept it or agree with you, but even this podcast or even this, this episode, there might not be a lot of people talking about it with us or calling in, but they're going to come across it, like you mentioned before, a couple of years later and like, you know, they, they hear about our topic. And that's right. a, that's what I think the point is. And it's bigger than that too. It's more about finding who your true self is through your fears. I wanted to do an episode about fear because I think once we kind of acknowledge what our fear is and it's difficult because one of my fears was like taking charge of my life. I've only done it a couple of times where I either packed my stuff up and went to another state. And then recently I was like, I want to, I don't want to be here. I want to just go home and figure something else out and uh, things happen. But once you start yeah. to get over your fear, you're like, uh, you realize who you really are and what you're made out of and what you really want to do and what makes you happy, even if it's doing one thing here and then changing your career again there and do it again later on. It's just so many different things. I feel that even musicians talk about how if you believe it, you can achieve it and you just have to go through a lot of stuff. It's not easy. Athletic uh, sports and different celebrities, you I listen to them now. I know I'm rambling. I'll just finish this up real quick. But no, you're good. you good, to man. Motivational Go I ep- listen to motivational episodes before, and now I listen to them, like, Will Smith, and I listen to them now. And you come to realize, like, yeah, I mean, you knew it takes time and dedication and all these all these different things that com- come into um, concept, but with this whole more of awakening, realizing, like, for example, I mean I'm not going for becoming an athlete or musician right now. I don't know a musician, but podcast and my my blog radio I'm putting energy into it. I'm making it into I'm manifesting it. I, this is what I I don't know where it's going, but I'm going to make a habit. <clears throat> Excuse me. It takes some it takes time and energy and sacrifice and all these things to make something
1: out of it and believing in it. Dig in it in it. It has to pay off. There's no way it can't pay off, and I think it definitely will pay off in ways that it's going to become uh, unconceivable. It's going to be people that you might have on your guest on your channel and you're like, I had no idea that this person came to me and was like, I want to be on your show. What can I do? I'll pay you to be on your show. It's going to be something wild like that. <laughs> and and, and then that's, that's how it is. Even on my YouTube channel, like I wasn't expecting to, to, to do anything crazy with it. I just wanted to talk my stuff because I had no one else to talk to about it. Now it's snowballing to what it is right now, and even right now I feel like I'm really scratching the surface. I'm, I'm like, I'm just now getting started, you know, with my you know, little 5,000 subscribers whatever they are right now. I'm like, man, uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And we're going to talk about some other stuff. We're going to get some other topics going because fear, man. What I've learned is that there's two ways how you can deal with fear. Fear can actually help you identify, like you're saying, what, what you're made out of, and you can just push through it. And other times fear can be like, you know what, I, I'm not ready for this. I don't need to be dealing with this. All right? But
2: mm-hmm. I think
1: the uh, just saying this, the, a healthy way of dealing with fear is to move. All right? Don't let fear paralyze you. Don't let fear get you to the point to where you're not making any decision at all because I've been there, too. And I hated what that, you know, what that created. It created some bullshit, you know. So even if you're fearful, either first do the fear or go around it, go over, go under it, but don't just be, don't stop. You know, stay moving, don't stop because once you get paralyzed, then it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to get over.
0: You know, you made me think too, um, and I I want your experience. If you have something similar, but I'm grateful and very um, happy to be raised by two parents that are still together, and I have a brother. But my mother, I'm a I'm a Italian son, so my mother always wants to protect me, no matter how old I get. And I remember I moved to South Carolina for four months, and it didn't work out. It was still an experience, but I came home, and then I moved to Florida. Uh, a couple of years later, I just came back. It was two, I was, went for two years and literally within a week, I was like, I'm, I'm packing up, going to Florida. My mom freaked out. But honestly, I remember when I got my apartment and I was going, I was in a little studio and I had, I had worries in the beginning. Like, how am I, how am I going to pay the bills? Cause I'm not, Used to living on my own. I didn't go to college uh, and live in a dorm or an apartment. I drove to college, 15 minutes down the road. Um, all right. But I freaked out. How am I going to pay my bills on time? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And little by little, I realized, like, oh, I can do it. And after that, I went. I looked back at my life, going, oh, well, you know what? If I didn't do all these things and go through these problems, I I wouldn't have learned so much. And I, because if you think about it, if you, everything was simple and I don't know, safe and sound. You you don't get hurt. You don't get bruised. There's there's so much I thought about going, you know, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I, I can't believe how far I came. And, you know, I, still to this day, my mother thinks that I, I shouldn't have went to Florida, but I was like, well, I, I would still do it over and over again.
1: You <laughs> wouldn't change a thing for it, huh?
0: No, no I still I would do to... it over again
1: yeah it it's something similar i have going on too because um right now i'm separated from my immediate family meaning uh my dad, mom and siblings so my mom and dad are not together anymore they were together for up until i was 15 years old and they separated but as far as like in my immediate family the one i got the most most love for is actually my siblings my uh siblings are all coming from the same mom but i've been gone from them the past five, damn near six years because they live in Virginia now and I live in California. So I've been trying to figure things out out here, trying to get things going. And it's like, um, from a spiritual level, everything is, you know, as good as it can be. But from just like, uh, uh, the human level, you know, I worry about paying bills. I worry about, you know, where I'm going to be. I worry about getting my own things together. And even right now to the point to where I'm like, you know what? I'm about to go to Virginia. Um, because the things that I've learned out here, I'm about to implement out there. I can get a job wherever I want. Getting a job is not a problem for me anymore, but I just don't want to do it out here in Southern California. Like, I'm just done. It's already expensive as hell to be out here. And Mm -hmm. for me to do what I want to do, I want to be able to pour into, you know, uh, pour myself. You know, I was talking to you when we were texting about getting into Reiki healing. I wanted to learn Reiki healing, not necessarily to turn into a business. I just want to know. You know, because I feel like if I learn Reiki, I can learn different avenues of how to deal with my energy, different avenues of how to deal with my spirituality. And then I'm eventually mm-hmm. going to make videos about to help other people deal with their own energy. So I just want to do it just to do it. And I, I want to do it out there because it's like I want to be with my family. You know, I'm going to be an uncle soon. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. So I'm like, I want to do that. And I don't be out in California no more because I'm just sick of the scenery. I'm done. I'm going to the next place. And I hear. And
0: um, you know what happens too is that, and this is something what you're going through, and it's something that I went through too before I moved to Florida, is that um, in in Santa Rita we call it the Ori, the Ori is what's inside our head. It's like a, how do I explain it? It's our consciousness basically. And when I, when I moved to make the decision to move to Florida, I was like, you know what? I had same thing. I had enough of this area. I was tired with the BS and the jobs and all that stuff. And I remembered when I moved to Florida, I actually had a reading from someone months ago before I moved that they were like, you know, you should move to like somewhere like Orlando or Miami or Tampa. And I wound up moving to Tampa and I went, Oh man, I totally forgot about that. But going back to what I was saying was the, the, our conscious, our ori, Um sometimes puts that in our, in our mind, like, you know what? It's time to go. You, you have some other stuff in Virginia to do, you know? Um, but I like talking to you because I get ready to talk about something else and then you bring up something else. I'm going, oh, that's a good topic too. But I (laughs) I realized that I did some, I I was in a a Reiki class as like, um, uh, they were practicing and I know it does wonders. And I've actually closed my eyes. I was laying down and they, I thought they actually had stones near my head. They had put stones, Mm -hmm. my my crystals and stuff in my hands for different Mm -hmm. reasons. But when I found out, because you feel the energy and your the head move and all that, and I went, what what were those stones? Like I felt the pressure, and she told me, no, those were my hands. And I went, whoa. But I wanted to ask you this, as I was talking to, um, she was on an episode a couple already. She's a great spiritualist. She, I work at her, um, her psychic shop in town. Her name's Luna, but she gives a bunch of classes, and that's where I was. I was kind of a victim to the Reiki class, but it was cool. Um, I was talking to her about symbols I'm seeing. a matter of fact, I want to take a picture of a notebook. I, I drew symbols by accident. I want to see what you know about them. But I was telling her about these symbols, and she goes, no, that's because you're you supposed to learn Reiki. And I'm thinking, well, maybe, because uh, I remember talking about drawing signs in the air and this and that. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to know what yeah. your opinion was with symbolism and alchemy and Reiki.
1: Uh, well, I'm not into Reiki. I understand. I understand we all have energy, and it is you know uh, we can form it in different ways. So I I get that. And the symbols that we can use, you know, um, <clears throat> there I think there are certain symbols that have a certain power to them, and if you draw them out, they're going to immediately have some sort of of effect. All right, and mm-hmm. I think symbols are the same thing as white like deities, or, 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 or deities are the same thing as symbols. It, it's just like it's just a, a that energy that you're opening up, it's a gateway that you're unlocking with the symbol. So I think when people write their symbols of Reiki, because I'm familiar with some of them, when they draw a certain symbol or a certain frequency of healing that they're able to, you know, provide, um, that's all they're doing. They're just opening that, that, that gateway to get that particular energy to make it work for them. I'm and I think with Reiki, sure. I think...
0: Of the, oh, uh, go ahead. the notebook, I was I was doodling. I sometimes when I do readings, I just doodle, but then I turn the notebook sideways and I went, "Those are like ruin symbols or something. I don't know." So I wanted to know what your opinion was. I'm still listening.
1: Okay, well when I get it, I'll say something about it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, with Reiki, you know, I feel compelled to like learn that because um, like I just said earlier, you know, it it's really for me to how to work with my energy better, and to also share, you know. And I think this is just one step on me just doing my spiritual because what I'm actually doing when I'm moving to Virginia is getting back to a place to how I was about five years ago. Five years ago, I just wanted to learn, just pull into myself and just learn, learn, learn. But this whole five years of me being in California, I've been trying to survive, you know, so. The, the freedom for me to go and do whatever I want wasn't there because I was so worried about how I'm going to make my next, you know, my next, you know, dollar bill so I can pay for whatever I got to pay. But since I'm going out there, I know finding a job is not going to be a problem. I know that I'll be, I'll be good. Now for me to just focus, oh, here's another thing I'm moving out there, too. And this is a big thing. This is a huge thing. Sometimes when you live with family, not all of them are going to be they're gonna understand your spiritual path, so that actually, you know, uh, stunts your abilities to do something because you're always wondering, like, should I be doing this? Is it okay for me to some of this deity because there's someone in my house who doesn't like it, and if you have respect for someone else's household, if you're not living there yourself, to have respect for them, you're like, I'm not gonna be doing all these different rituals to experiment with, you know, my own spiritual journey because. Not everyone is going to like that. Not everyone is going to want those energies. No matter how good or how bad it might be, they don't want the energy in their house. So me moving on to Virginia, I'm going to be moving in with my brother, and he's, spirit, he's spiritual just as me. He understands what's, what's happening, so I'm going to have a lot more freedom to do what I want spiritually and not have to worry about, you know, um, a family member, family member's opinion on it. So that's another part why I'm going out there. But it's going to just help me grow and learn different things and just, share it ultimately. That's ultimately what I would do. Is just, if I if I can get if I can get paid to be a motivational speaker to go around and just share things to help people, you know, with their own thing and not only share with people, but to give people the power to be like here, do this and you never have to come back to me to, to get any more lessons. I'm gonna just give you the game and run with it. I wanna do something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think just um, me going on a little trip to, to learn different things is going to help me achieve that.
0: The only thing that um, I, I can tell you personally is that spiritually I know that you're going to Virginia because there's something like you, you finish a chapter, you're going to find something you don't even know what you're going to find. You're going to find some other things, people you're, you're learning, you're on a mission right now and um, you're going to meet some cool people. You're going to find some interesting things, but what you mentioned too is not just family. It goes beyond that because in high school, I kind of had to go around it. You know, you have to wear you – know, I, when I was initiated, they give you a bangle, and they call it uh, your E-Day, which is like the colored bracelet of the Orisha. And someone asked me, like, what is that? And I was like, uh, it's my great-grandmother's bracelet. I just love her. She, they were like, you're you're weird. So, they're okay. But what? family won't always get it. I come across a lot of other Italians or other family members that – not family members, other people's family members, that they have a hard time telling them that they're on this path because they don't know how to explain spirituality or different religions for themselves. Um, the other thing, too, is sometimes family isn't good, and we just have to move on and go go about certain things their way because it just happens that way. Um you know what, too? Even Even friends, and this isn't so much... It's over time. I, I had dreams about people. And I said, hey, man, like, I don't know what this means, but just be careful. And some stuff happened, and I think it freaked them out. And, that, you know, you don't talk for a while because they don't know what's going on and how to explain that to what's what's up with Joe. Um, <laughs> so you kind of have to go through things. And it's, this is, a, for me, a a way of, not I don't want to say sacrifice, but it's obstacles that, you're going to have to go through as a spiritual person, but it's also learning about who you really are. Um, I know a lot of people that they're very, very confident because they've already been tormented by people growing up. And they're like, you know what, this is, this is this for me. And this is who I am. And I'm not afraid of it. And they're really good spiritualists. They're really good psychic. So it's uh, everyone's different, but I just kind of came across recently that, I'm more open to, I always was, but I'm more open to everyone being a human being. We have different beliefs and choices, politics, um, and I just learned how to listen to it, and I accept that, we all do, accept everyone for who they are. Children always come first because they're kids, and just being a, a decent human being is what it really comes down to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of human beings that need to be decent in this day and time. Because there's so much agendas from the negative polarity that's just that throws everyone off. So, uh, I remember last show you were talking about politics. I don't even deal with politics myself because it, it it's it's a revolving door of bullshit. That's what I always like it to. It's like it just we I could be the most you know political person ever. But I'm just going to be swinging his door to always talk about the same old bullshit over and over and over again. And I remember when I was telling my story in the last show, you know, when uh, when all those Facebook videos of people getting killed by the police, all this bullshit takes a toll on you. So you have to make a decision for yourself, like, am I going to keep on putting my own personal energy and defeating these narratives of bad stuff going on? And I know the stuff is still going on, it's always still going on, but it's like how much of it are you gonna consume for yourself? If I'm always looking at bad stuff all the time, it's gonna manifest itself in my life and I don't want that to happen, so I gotta take my mind off of it. Even if it means, you know, people saying, Oh, Earl, you're not down for your people because you're not sharing videos of people getting shot by the police or showing different means of, you know, different police brutality and different kinds of stuff. I'm just like, No, because sharing that stuff it gets me mad to know that the bullshit's still going on. And even more so that I can't do anything about it. So why I'm gonna keep on doing, you know, tormenting myself, looking at these things that I have no control over.
3: Right.
1: And that's something that you um, understand yeah. when you're on this when you're on this spiritual path. If you still think of things on a human level, you you won't be able to see things from a different perspective. So even though I have compassion for other human beings and what they go through, you can't let it make you go down you can't make it bring down your vibration you know and that's very important
0: um i agree with you and that's something that upset me and over the past time i remember seeing all those shootings um and i got to the point where i was like social media is is horrible too um got to the point where it's like why is all this happening I was working in Brooklyn when I remember someone shot the two cops with the cops in the car. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. And it makes it, what I was thinking was like, one, why is this happening? Like, why can't we all get along? And then there's the there's all different levels, and I'm going, well, social media is being blown up. People are going against each other, and even recently over politics and problems, I, I stopped watching the news for a while. And if I do put the news on, I'm not really watching it. But i come to the point where I'm looking at it going, this is all trying to get people's um, hypnosis and us against each other and all these things going on. And politics is, for me, I, I, can't, I can't stand because when I go on Facebook, I just like to hear about people's lives. And then I always come across someone's political view every day about something. I'm going, I'm not a political person, but we should just all be getting along. And if you're gonna talk about politics and your point of view, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But i have just, I wasn't really happy about the news at that time. I'm still not happy about watching the news because I feel like they're just trying to make us go against our 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 brothers and sisters, our people, our
1: humanity. Yeah, I've been stop watching the news, man, because most of the news that it shares is like negative stuff. You know, and I, and I think that's part of. The- the programming that they do to have people on that frequency. That's why the whole planet itself is so seemingly so crazy because the dominant vibration right now is, is of a negative one. And there's all these mm-hmm. things that's going on that, you know, you can pay attention to it, you know, because no matter if you're paying attention or not, these things are still going on. But it gets to a point to where it's like how much this energy am I going to, you know, let it – how much am I going to let this energy – flow through me by me paying attention to hit me for it. Right. And not only that, you talk about things, because this is, this is something that really helped me over stuff so much. What makes you think that we have the right to choose what's good and what's bad down here, what's wrong and what's right? What makes us think that when something happens to someone that it wasn't supposed to happen for a reason that we don't understand? All right. When someone right. gets shot by the police, on a physical level, it might be people rioting, people being mad, stuff like that, and all that stuff, but on a spiritual level, how do you know that the people involved from a deeper level, they didn't have to go through that for whatever reason? Yeah, it might be some bullshit because we're looking at it from the outside in, but we really don't know why these things happen. And then if we really believe that everything happens for a reason, there are no coincidences. These things happen for a reason. So once you to accept that understanding? You got to accept that you're not going to know everything that happens in the universe. There's some things that you just won't know. So some, some things you'll like, you know what, I don't know why it's happening. I am i don't feel right about it, but at the same time, it might be happening for a deep world that I don't understand, may not understand, or oh, we'll find them out later, but some things you got to let ride, you know what I'm saying? How, um, let me make an example for this. Um, what, what example can I use for this? This is the stuff we were talking about before, right? When bad things happen in your life, you have to go through that to realize, okay, I'm not supposed to be doing that or I should have been doing this. It's a lesson for you. So how do you know there's not no big-ass cosmic lessons for groups of people or people with certain mindsets or people with, you know, they group a certain way? Earth is literally a, a damn school. There's so many lessons that that, are, that I learned from so many different people. It's, uh, we we got to stop, you know, being judgmental about the next person and try to find the understanding. That's why, personally, I don't get mad at white people for all of the, I wouldn't say all white people, white supremacists who, you know, have the narrative that they're the baddest, the biggest, smartest, baddest race on the planet and have to dominate everybody on the planet. Because I actually researched and understood what they're doing, now I'm like, okay, I get what they're doing. It's some bullshit, but I get it. So I'm not going to put my energy in being mad and being all stressed out about them, but, like, they're doing what they got to do. I got to do what I got to do. So what I have to do is just follow the yeah. spiritual path. I ain't got to come back here to this crazy motherfucker, but everyone has their own thing that they got to figure out what they need to do, and they'll figure it out. And you're going to connect with people that, you know, this color stuff don't even matter because we're going to start. Because, like, when I'm talking to Joe, when me and you having this podcast, this is like we mm-hmm. talk of the gods, all right? When you have different women out here, let talk of the gods and the goddesses. We're not talking about regular Dumb shit. We're talking about helping people on a spiritual level. That's going to get them to a different level. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we're talking about some God stuff, not little crazy stuff that's running on the planet right
0: now. Well, I want to say a couple of things to kind of tie it what you just what you just ended with because it was interesting. But I agree with you, and that's where I kind of like you take a step back because, um, you, what a couple. It wasn't too long ago that. There was a the white supremacist, and there, I was like, what is going on in this world, man? Um, I wanted to bring up this, too, and it was interesting, and I had to take a step back because I understand it, and at the same time, I kind of just didn't want to get involved, but the um, Afro-Cuban uh, religion, the, the, the deities, well, there's, there's God, which is above the deities, and um, then there's the deities, but the deities are African deities, and... What I came across on social media, and it's not something that I just like politically talk about, but I understand. That. I get where it's coming from. Um, they were upset because of, um, well, well, white or American or whatever nationality, um, were, we're changing it or doing something that we didn't belong. But what I find interesting was two things: is that one, it's um, it's a religion that welcomes everyone. It's um, it's a beautiful religion. The um, the, the thing is that if you do or how you come about the religion it means that somewhere down the line the African culture was in your bloodline. And that's why it's coming yeah. back again. It's your it's part of your ancestors. I'm you know, I'm Sicilian, so maybe that's it. I don't know. But you know, when you take a DNA test, you're not just gonna be American or Italian. You're gonna be a historical culture of mixed things. So
1: Yeah, that was yeah, one
0: thing. And, I, under, you know, I, I get it, but that's why I don't like to get involved about political stuff. And it also, it's very interesting because when we deal with the spiritual guides or we deal with um, the religion, especially with the spiritual guides, there's things called the, um, a misa or a spiritual mass. And there's certain prayers that we, um, we, we say to have, make sure the room is cl- uh, clear of any negativity, that everyone and everything comes with good intentions. And then people leave the Mises, and, or, you know, I've I've heard people leave the Mises and, and just talking bad about whoever it came. And I only say this because I've I've seen it, especially in Florida, where it's a beautiful religion, it's supposed to be about one thing, and then it turns into someone knowing more, and they're not sharing it, and this and that and the other thing. It's just trying to get along with everyone and just understanding that not everything will fit. uh um, in different ways so it's an interesting um, and it's, it's it's something else too because then other people want to take a step back and go well I don't know but in all honesty in my in my experience is that everything works out you'll, you'll find the path that you have to be on you, you won't have the same journey as um, you know the other person that you know that's in the religion everyone has a unique journey and it's not going to be it's going to be where you have to go your path brings you where you have to go and it does it doesn't just correspond with the urethia. They might say, Hey, you know, you have to go to the spiritual guides or your ancestors and it's all about balance. Sometimes it's not one, the other and just taking care of everyone.
1: Man, um I remember maybe about six or seven years ago when I was really into, you know, the Illuminati and really into learning about white supremacy, I used to bang on that shit super hard like Crazy, like, just you know, going in. But what I come to realize is that, you know, even though I was sharing all that stuff and making my little things about it, a lot of people wasn't picking it up. Yeah, I had some people understood what I was saying, but for the most part, people wasn't you know picking it up and 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 doing whatever with it. Um, as I'm going down the line with the spiritual journey, I find out that I've helped more people talking about spiritually than I ever would have talking about, you know, the Illuminati or white supremacy or, you know, all these different things. And that's something that I really take a lot of pride in, just helping people, period. I touch a lot more people talking about this than I would anything else because it's coming from a positive place. And the beauty of it is that the people that you help, it's like a domino effect. They go help people and help them do whatever they need to do. And then you might end up solving a problem, Um. Solving a problem that you thought was a problem in the past, right now, like for example, <clears throat> there's people who who talked to me personally and saying like, "Man, I remember uh, when I was coming up, you know." And these are these are white people. They're saying like, "My family, they they didn't like anybody else. It was just white people." And I grew up in that. And even now, I have problems, you know, trying to talk to my mind from from thinking a certain way from saying certain things, and I'm still working on it. But some of the things that you told me, Earl, it really helped me put things in perspective, and I understand it It isn't about, you know, know, erasing anything like that. It's really about me and making sure I can put my energy in the right place so I can help other people get their energy in the right place, and that's what it's all about. So I'm not tripping off of the color lines. I'm just worried about getting together with like-minded people, period. And that's the stance that I yeah. have right now. I'm just trying to get together with like-minded people because there's some black people I want to talk to because they'd be saying stupid shit too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm looking for the like-minded. I'm not looking for people who just share my, share my same skin color things like that. What is coming out your mouth that can help me or help other people? That's what I'm looking for. For me,
0: it just came down to, and I agree with you 100%. I, I'm actually glad that um, – and this is what I wanted for, for this show is uh, everyone's different and everyone is, uh, has a different experience, different journey. And it, I didn't even want to bring up race, the race card, but still it's kind of a good concept to talk about because me and you are on, on my show, which I'm grateful for, and I came across you on YouTube and your knowledge. And, your, and it's just something I – because I don't think about it that way. But for me, it kind of comes down to just someone's energy because you could tell right away going, uh, no, I'm going to stay away from that person, regardless of who it is. Uh, I'm going to stay away. No, no, no. But, I, and then again, you know, everyone's, I love diversity. There's so much different diversity in culture and food and experiences. It's, it's amazing. So, I mean, that's all it comes down to for me is your energy. You can tell if someone is off a little bit or you just got to be careful or you could be great.
1: One hundred percent. If you looked at my YouTube channel, like not my YouTube channel, but like um, the people I'm subscribed to, there are so many different people that I, you know, chime in with or you know, check in what you're doing. Because again, like you just said, what I've been saying, like-minded people, the energy, reading the energy. There's some people that that's the point my here. Like, There's some people that you wouldn't expect to be on this, but they are, and you're like, wow, I didn't know you was on it like that. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just the the people that you find are amazing. So. Um. yeah, this this is a blessing. I'm glad to be on the show. I'm glad that I have my channel so I can even attract people like yourself so we can have these discussions because, you know, I don't know what people are looking for, what their mission is specifically, but I think just sharing this information, period, is going to help whoever helps, you know, because that's how, that's how I got put on. I was listening to Block Talk radios, and people were giving out books, and I would look at the books, and I was watching YouTube videos. I did all that stuff to, to, to get to the point where I'm at now, so... We're the millennials doing it, you know, and just passing and we're just passing the baton because Generation Z they're eventually matter of fact they already they already know a lot of stuff that we're talking about without even knowing it, if you get what I mean. They they know it at a subconscious mm-hmm. level. They may not be able to verbally say it, but they do it in their actions they do it from what I've seen. From their actions they already be on tip but the uh the spiritual stuff, the vibes, the because there's a whole bunch of means that are being spread around saying, you know um, you're not gonna mess my vibe up. I'm not gonna let allow this to happen anymore in 2019. I can read people's energy, you know. So all this type, type of stuff like that. This stuff wasn't happening mm-hmm. like that, you know, five years ago. So people are starting to pick up on it, and it's only going to get better. The, the vibration that everyone is rising. Oh, absolutely. Time, even though, you even know, you it seems I like I wanted in, to bring up. News, was, sorry, guys. Oh, go ahead. No, go. you're good.
0: I wanted to bring up, I forgot earlier, if you ever saw that, um, the show where kids were, when they were born as a child, they started recalling like who they, the, uh, someone else's name, they were calling themselves and their, their actions and things about the war or fighting in the woods.
1: Oh, no, I'd never seen that.
0: Yeah, there was, I forget this show, but there was two, there was two I came across that, um, I remember. And one was, uh, a kid that was, a, it was a boy, who insisted that his name was some something else, and he was in the, the war. He was in World War One or two, And it got to the point where, like, he was talking about this, this landscape or his home, and his parents um, brought him to where he got requesting to go. This is a little kid. He's like, I want to go here. Bring me here to right. this uh, memorial. They wound up bringing him to um, this landscape, and I think he ran to this place that he kept describing. He was like, this is my home. And he, kept, he actually said, like, this is where I keep my stuff here. Da, da 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 After that, kid, for like, forgot about it. Like, he let it go. He made peace with it. And then the other one um, insisted that he was a – and it wasn't just, like, being a kid. He insisted that he was, like, a tribal fighter, and he was doing certain moves. And what I was going with that is that, we're born, like you said, we're born with the natural um, knowledge that who we who we were, what we are. I, I said some things but before, I don't remember or really know why. I told my parents and they never made sense of it either. But um, we're born with this knowledge. And then there's this like hypnosis theta phase where we go to school and day in and day out, this and that, that, and, that and we get, you know, tricked.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, I remember someone was saying, I was watching this on um, video, his name is Brother Panic, he was saying, like, when, um, when children are born, they still have their divinity intact. They have no fear. That's why children are always in a constant of danger. They're running around and climbing shit. A baby will walk, will crawl right down the stairs you don't stop it. So you got to keep on, you know, saying, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. But their divinity is still intact when they're a child because no fear is happening. They'll do whatever they want to do because they're still under that um, energy of, like, you know, whatever realm I was at before, there was no danger. There was no stairs for me to fall off of. There was not no cliff for me to fall off of. So this stuff, I don't even understand this. Let me just walk down here and just go off the cliff. They only stop doing that because we tell them to stop as parents. So... Definitely. When you start tapping, like, the younger you tap into, you know, the spiritual stuff, the more potent it will be because you don't have all this human stuff. You don't have all this programming messing with you. And that goes back to my story with my 9-year-old cousin, where I gave him that little meditation, and he started seeing stuff. It's just like that. <laughs> and, you know, the best way to tap into spirituality, not the best way, but one of the ways is to actually go back to your childlike instincts. I remember you talking about... um Elegba, am I correct? um, Yeah, that's That like playing with toys? Yeah. With Elegba, when you're playing with them, you're you're doing some kid stuff. Ain't no way around it. You're playing with action figures. You're um, making oils for your candles, doing all these different arts and crafts stuff that people might do on this path. You're tapping back into your childlike instincts, and that's what makes this stuff, you know, powerful. You know, you're doing it from a place of just fun doing this because I like making oils for my candles when I do candle work. I like, you know, coming up with sigils when I do sigil work. I like meditating, and I like, you know, visualizing certain things because I'd be in places that, you know, I thought up, but it's just so cool that I'm here. I love, you know how many dreams I had of being Spider-Man, bro? Like, this shit as well. I think I'm Spider-Man in some other world, like, for real. I'm going to be Spider-Man <laughs> when I die. I'm going to be in some realm where this going to be a whole bunch of different Spider-People and we're just swinging off building. Stuff like that, man. You know, just tapping back into that childlike instinct is a very powerful thing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um, because uh, I, I'm even doing it now sometimes. We just overthink. Um, we overthink when we're meditating. We we'll overthink doing something but really it's just like that letting go of this uh, outer circle of our mind where um it's really just just doing it being the moment and we were free as a child and we free as a kid to imagination and that's really honestly like if you could start to imagine it you think like you're not really seeing something and that's really how i see my spiritual guides is that um through through my third eye that like a projection sometimes in my mind but you have to believe that and understand it first you can't just well, I don't
1: know. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Just uh confidence. And that's nothing. You gotta have confidence in yourself and your childlike abilities and, and to 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 believe that stuff is happening. So when you see symbols like when you close your eyes and mentally start seeing symbols that come to you, you start questioning it then then you just mess the whole thing up. Sometimes you just have to go along with the eyes and see what you see whenever you get out of it. You know, remember to write it down or whatever and figure it out either right there or later. And confidence helps me right. because I remember sometimes when I started dealing with my altar, I would hear things subtly. And I'm like, is someone calling me? Like, what is that? At first it was scary, but as you get, you know, more and more used to it, you're like, oh, okay, someone is saying my name. Let me go meditate and you say, like, hey, who's that? Let me just figure out what that is. Because I remember as a kid, this happened all the time. My mom and dad, even different family members, grandma, aunties, all of them, they can attest to this. I would run in their room, did you call me? And they'll be like, no, what are you not nah, Call your name? You're talking about, boy, get out of here. And all the time I would hear someone whisper my name, Kenny. I think I said this in, the, in our last uh, radio post, you know, my family name is Kenny, so they say Kenny. Who, Kenny? I'm like, what the hell? Now, every time I hear that name, it's like a subtle whisper. I'm like, you know, let me go ahead and meditate and see what's up with that. You know, someone might be trying to come through and tell me something. Sometimes it's a deity, sometimes it's an officer, sometimes it's a symbol, you know, and I may not understand what it is at that point. Sometimes I do, but when I don't understand, I just go, okay, I have this symbol. If I catch it, then I'll know what's up. Shit pops up and I know I'm supposed to be going here for something. I'm supposed to be doing something with this. So um, in yourself helps a whole lot, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. That's – um sometimes it's just when you see it, you're going to go, well, there's a reason behind it. Instead of just going, what was that? What is it? You know. Why did I see it? I don't know. You just kind of have to take your time to figure it out. Some things like I just kind of realized that you just have to wait for them to show you when they're ready to show you. Yep. But Earl, I want to thank you for joining me for another episode on a, millennial third eye i'm glad we come up with some cool topics to talk about and um no problem
1: no problem matter of fact um i'm gonna be on the show for your poetry i'm gonna be just listening to in i'm still gonna see if one of my friends come through because she does poetry so um uh, i'm gonna see what's up with that but i seen that you did a few episodes and i'm like man i missed those because you know i've been working but um, some of them I, I definitely wanna hop in. Not not to be a guest but just to listen in and see what other people have to say because um thing is really cool. This thing is real cool.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it. Um I don't know how to uh how to check the like on iTunes. We just I just realized that I, I was on iTunes uh within the past couple of days and I thought I was I thought anyone could search but I've realized that um I had to kind of add it to this iTunes request or so we're live now on a uh, podcast, but apparently um, I was looking at the uh, the episodes and the popularity of the episodes. There's already uh, mm-hmm. five of them, and one of them was the one we uh, we already did.
1: So I thought that was great. Oh, cool. All right. Well, hey, shit. I like that. <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. That means people are, you know, tapping in, and they're listening, and they going off and doing whatever they do with it. And That's what it's all about. I love it. Cool.
0: But um I wanted your your uh thoughts on the next episode cuz I don't even know where it where it's going to go but the uh the matrix or is that like a no no yeah
1: that's for later on Um like doing you want to do like a video breakdown on the matrix or just what do you mean by that
0: Kind of like well maybe I don't know how I feel about it honestly the matrix on how um the our world really the labels and okay. how um the soul awakening versus you know normal reality of we kind of like I kind of felt like I knew that this was the Matrix, but then you kind of realize like there is a bigger picture.
1: Oh yeah, there's levels to it for sure, bro. <laughs> yes, um, we can look. look we're gonna talk about, it, of course, but I think the Matrix dealing with that because front. The only reason why I say we're still gonna talk about it, because I'm still learning about this myself, right? Because there's the Matrix in terms of just you know, example watching the news and believing all the stuff that you are saying and going to the educational system and believing everything they're saying. There's that matrix. And then there's a the matrix of, you know, this actual reality that we're in. There's even, you know, personally, I would say there's even evidence of saying that
2: even this
1: is the matrix as well. So, you know, there's levels to it, and I think we can hop into all that and talk about it. But honestly, I don't know. I don't, I'm still learning about, you know, the bigger spectrum of the, of the matrix, right? Mm -hmm. Of was being in this reality. So I still want to learn about that. Maybe we'll do, um,
0: we'll do like matrix episode one about the, uh, going to school and growing up and the, the normality,
1: the, the theta phase. All right. That's cool. I'm down with that. We can do it like that then for sure. Honestly, I, uh, I kind of like
0: that. That way it gives you time. If we, whenever you want to do episode two matrix, we do that, but I kind of wanted to do that to tie in, um, basically the 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 good v- vibrations of the frequencies and um, for healing and different aspects. was the body, I didn't realize it, but I was doing it just because I believed in it. But then I went, oh, okay, like we we have our own vibration, our own frequencies that
1: we deal with. Yeah. So and yeah, the, we'll, we'll definitely do that.
0: But all right, I want to thank you for joining me again, man. And um, yeah, come come and join us on the the poetry one. I had a good time, even though it was just uh, one caller. We had a good time. Um, I I think it's a great episode too. I might lose you here, but a great episode to talk about another outlet on um, spiritualism, whether it's just even on paper and and poetry of emotions. And uh, let me know if your friend wants. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll let you know. Matter of fact, I'm going to give her a call right after I get off this call, and I'll text you. And I'll let you know what's up, man. All
0: right, thanks. I'll talk to you. All soon. right, well,
1: thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all of the audience who are listening to this, whether it be live or maybe a few months, weeks, years from now. Thank you for listening. We appreciate hey, it. Hey, Earl. Yes. Hold on
0: a second. We um, we do have we do have one caller that's still on. If you want to take it.
1: Oh yeah. Let's if they want to hop on. Let's let's do it. All right, all right. Hi. Hello, 607, you
0: Hello.
4: there? Hey. Um, How you doing? Nicole?
0: We're really doing readings, but uh, we were talking about a bunch of stuff tonight. Were you looking to uh, talk about the topics?
4: Well, I heard you had uh, ancestors, altars, and deities.
1: Yes. Yes,
4: know. yes. I have an altar... I was thinking about buying like a my Native American ancestor's picture from the Native American store and put that up there. That's about what I'm missing. I got candles, I got rocks, you know, I got um, oils and sage and with sweet grass and this little thing. Um, well,
0: I want to tell you that um, I don't I don't think you're you're off at all on the Native American because Native Americans um, show up as spiritual guides. Uh, for multiple reasons, they're, they're pretty much popular for protection and guidance as well, um, and some of them are medicinal. But I want to ask you: Did you come across any statues that you you wanted to represent any Indians? Because I, from what I'm, what it sounds like is that your your consciousness, your soul, knows that there's something Indian spiritually.
4: Yeah, no, I don't know what you said exactly, but um, my great great grandmother is a full blooded Cherokee.
0: Oh, so are you talking about an ancestor altar?
4: Yeah. It's not exactly any kind of altar right now. I'm a little misguided, but I've always wanted to have an altar and I keep putting things up to be an altar and I got a little box now to be an altar.
1: Yeah, let me well, you're I not wanna... misguided at all. You're not misguided at all because you're making the an altar and you're 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 actually getting messages to even put something on there. That's a good thing. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. You're doing it as good as anyone else. So, um, all right, let me ask you this. Are you of um for better word for better use of the word, are you African American?
4: No, I'm white.
1: Okay. So sometimes people I always want to ask that because I know with my people, um, us dealing with Native American ancestry, there's a lot of us who are actually have who are actually Native American but sometimes somewhere mm-hmm. down the line we forgot that we were them because word the word of mouth tradition has been lost. Maybe There's some kind of traumatic events that happened, you know, during those mm-hmm. times in the past, you know, possible years to where that information was just lost. But I know that some people, when they want to connect with that energy, it's an energy that's open to connect with. So even with you, um, you're saying that you have Native American ancestry. If that's the case, there's no putting something that represents that is the right way to go. Don't ever think of it as something negative. Go ahead and go for it. If you have a symbol that comes to you in a dream or wherever it comes to you by and it, and it tells you, hey, get this and put it on your altar, go for it. Your altar doesn't need to be this specific Native American thing, especially if you're just not starting. Um, put whatever you want on there. As you develop and grow spiritually, eventually you're going to have designated, designated altars for specific, you know, uh, traditions or deities or whatever.
4: Like I've only been Wiccan uh, for the longest time in my life, but I've leaned toward Catholic and I pray the rosary every night and I got a big picture of a uh, say Mary or Hail Mary, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with um, both. I mean
0: there's um for me for me too is that um as a as a priest in Santaria I was raised Catholic and the Catholicism is still actually uh, a combina- combination of the two because the spiritual and ancestral um, go through the Catholic part along with the san- Santeria part. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I want to tell you as well, I agree with Earl, you're not being misguided. And I wanted to ask you, are you looking for answers? Because I, I feel like you um, there's, there's something you're going through or you went through that you you want answers, but you're not sure where to go to.
4: Yeah, ever since um, last Halloween, I've felt like a big whirlwind of confusion around me, and it just got worse and worse all the time. Maybe not worse and worse, but I felt it all the time, and I'm just like wicked confused or whatever. It just feels really bad. That's Uh, that's what what kind of answer I'm
0: asking.
4: It's just uh, like being foggy in the head, not not being able to speak and not knowing what the problem is when you're trying to fix it.
0: Okay, okay. Um, what about uh, emotionally? Do you feel depressed? Do you feel down, like your energy's being taken?
4: Well, there was a couple days I realized my energy was really messed up because I had a couple boxes here that weren't uh, supposed to be here. Sometimes it happens. Um, I got depressed uh, two days ago, but I came right back up out of it, and I'm trying to think more positive.
0: Um, what I recommend, honestly, is that the – well, I wanted to tell you this, too. The answers you're looking for are definitely ancestral. Um, your consciousness and your spirits, your, your ancestors are pushing you to make an altar. And this is a great sign because a couple of people I've been talking to are – they're going um, in this direction already without being told to, which is a great sign. So if there's anything I can recommend, I mean, white candles, um, a clear glass of water, but make sure when you light the candle, um, I don't know if, if Earl does this too, but through my experience, um, I, I make sure I verbalize the candle so that it's dedicated to the ancestors and mm-hmm. speak to them because by lighting the candle, dedicating it to them, you're, you're making sure that that energy goes to them specifically and when you light and the how do I speak to sure my ancestors?
4: Talk, so, like, how do I speak to them if I don't have a name for them?
0: Um, well, your ancestors are basically your bloodline, the relatives you knew that passed away or anyone before you that passed away. You don't need to know all okay. of them. Um, just address them as your ancestors and talk to them like you're talking to me, whether it be verbally or consciously. And tell them, you know, this is how I feel. This is what's going on in my life. Uh, I need some help with this. And make sure you thank them. Because they're they're working behind the lines.
4: Yeah, like I I call in the psychics, so I'm like I never ask about my ancestors, my grandmother I love so much and I was like, I wonder if she helps me but I don't I kinda of started stopping believing in that ancestors were helping behind the scenes because things got kinda of bad and for so long it never really helped, you know, and well, well my god like, I I well, kinda scattered real. Yeah,
1: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, are you saying that you believe that your ancestors were doing something bad when you were working with them?
4: No. I just, uh, things got bad because, I uh, been in my life, but with my ancestors, I'm like, they're like, not exactly present in my mind. And one reason you know they're there is because you think about them. And I used to think about maybe, say, my dog all the time. Mm-hmm. And apparently he still wasn't with me, even though I thought about him all the time. Someone said.
0: i think um I think this ties into what we were talking about earlier, actually, where sometimes there's there's life obstacles that we have to go through, and sometimes it's one it 's either just life or two um, the ancestors basically talk about how you know you need to be re- reminded to come back to them or believe in them because there's things that just happen um, and honestly, what you were describing I think was a um some type of aspect of energy that kind of clinged on to you, wasn't put on you, but the ancestral thing, especially now if you're calling in about it, um, they're trying to help you clear that.
4: Yeah, like I always like to think like, you know, my grandmother would never want this to happen to me or, you know, grandma would have wanted something for me better and stuff like that. But I never ask because I don't really get answers about that stuff about my grandmother, my grandfather, and my aunt.
1: Being you mean passed like down. An- Are you talking about ancestors who who weren't quote unquote spiritual? Maybe they a Christians or Catholic or whatever religion you were doing. You mean something like that?
4: Uh, my grandmother was spiritual, yeah, and my aunt say, was uh, Catholic or something. Always went to church. So, cause, well, uh, I
0: want to ask you where where the um, so what what did you want to call in about? Because I'm kind of a little confused. Um, I feel like you had an altar. And you um, you have it decorated for something, but then you're not sure if they're there. Just help me out a little bit.
4: Well, like I said, the altar isn't really dedicated. It's a it's a candles, it's rocks. It's not sure what it's doing right now. But there's a justice candle to help me think about how I can. Come up out of this and like punch my enemies. Out.
0: Um, well, but I, I have an altar.
4: Take a minute to think
0: about it. Don't answer right away, but kind of close your eyes, take a deep breath, and do you think the altar is for your family or spiritual guides?
4: It's more for spiritual guide. Anyone could come visit my altar.
0: Okay, but the other
4: thing I want to tell you too is, um,
0: and I'm not forcing you to believe what I'm saying is something I would tell anyone that would do this. Um, if you're lighting candles for anyone that wants to visit, and that's exactly what happens, um, if there's anything negative spiritual-wise or something that doesn't belong or someone that's roaming around that follows you home, um, the spirit's going to cling on to that light and use it. Uh, so you don't want to necessarily call upon or just light a candle I don't and walk do that. away. But... Um, Lighting the lighting a candle, and if it's going to be your spiritual guides, which I think you should follow if that's what your gut's telling you, uh, that's what I picked right. up first, and that's something you should definitely explore. But start with lighting the candle, uh, putting a glass of water there. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but make sure you just honor it for your spiritual guides and tell them to help you out. But, again, I, I wouldn't consider looking for power to get rid, uh, get back at your enemies, just more or less to... Um, Remove them from your life so there's no more problems.
1: Yeah. Because
0: uh, it it does happen. We want we want revenge. We want to get back at someone even if they might have done something to you spiritually. uh, In the end really our our life obstacle is to go through certain things and we go through them specifically but there's ways to fix it, correct it and remove it but I definitely think you're being guided to making an altar for your spiritual guides to help you out with the questions and answers you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for some reason or another, I want to ask you if there's like a certain pattern you put the rocks in on the table,
4: crystals. Um, hmm. um, well, I pick up a rock at the store whenever I can. And I just, I used to put them in certain pouches and move them around from pouch to pouch, and now I just keep them on the altar. Okay,
0: okay. So they're just different colors and crystals and things. Hmm. Well, I w- I would take it day by day, kind of like patient, patiently um, go through things that you're gonna you're gonna realize on your own on your journey. But if there's anything that I could totally tell you that you're on the right path with is setting the altar up and dedicating it to spiritual guides. is when you told me about the picture of the Indian, um, it's not just family. There's, there's a spiritual guide of the Indian that's yeah. most likely walking with you to help you with your current, um, obstacle. Hmm. Um, and for some reason, I don't know how to put it into words. I'm just going to say it. I, I really didn't know. Uh, you're going to call in about stuff like this, but it's great. Um, what I'm being told to tell you is that, uh, well, I, I pick up that you're, you've been hurt. You've been hurt through different subjects. Um, there's something about trust going on. You have, well, you trust, but you're looking for knowledge from your past or for your present. Um, and it's kind of tying in. So, you're a little bit lost emotionally, spiritually, which is fine. You're not sure, like, who to, who to go to, but you know that life is not just this. You do you into your future, um, where, where you need to be, basically. Um, and it's, it's, um, wherever you're at now, career-wise, spiritually-wise, all of it, your gut isn't wrong. You're going to learn more as time progresses. And I think the first step, and I don't think this, I know this. The first step is to believe in yourself because this is an obstacle you need to go through. You need to believe the things that you hear consciously and dreams that you have that you might not know, but you have to go look them up because you're being shown and told in in different directions on where you should go, what to do, you're already doing the the altar, which is great. Um, So just follow your gut right now, and you're going to be leaded to the people that need to teach you what you need to know. I, I don't know if it's going to be in uh, a shaman, sh- a shamanism. It might be in a, in a lodge. It might not be just completely spiritual. It might start off in a, in a, in a root that way, but you're definitely going on the right way. Just don't give up on, um, don't let your emotions take over where you're kind of like, ah, oh, this is it. This is stuck. I give up. Yeah. But there's something with, um, right now your path is very, very sharp. And I mean that because you need to learn some things spiritually. I I pick up on family, uh, communication problem. I'm not sure what's completely going on. You don't have to share that with me, but there's something that's going to help and it's going to be through you spiritually. So if you feel the Mm -hmm. urge to do something for the family spiritually without the, you know, there's little things you could do. Um, but let that kinda of come to you. And you might think like, wow, it's a little weird, but I'll do it. But if it's if it comes to you and it's kinda of just odd, take a minute and maybe you could like search on online if it's something that's done already. But you're definitely gonna have mm-hmm. a lot of the first couple answers through the spiritual you're going through a little awakening phase right now. hmm Um yeah, so, so don't don't test them, but
1: You definitely get that Native American, um, whatever it was that you're looking at, go ahead and pick something up like that. It can be a feather, it can be some kind of flute, it can be a dream catcher, um, mm-hmm. anything like that. Just go ahead and pick it up. Whatever you feel compelled to put on your officer, just start putting it on there. Some things seem, you know, weird, but go ahead. If it's the more weird you it know, is, sometimes that's an indication that it's like um, it's something that's outside of this world, it's something that's not supposed to be just normal, okay? Um yes. there's been yeah. times where I'm told to put on my altar, hey, um <laughs> put a tuna sandwich on there. I'm like, Okay <laughs> Sure, go ahead, I'm gonna do it. And then oh here's here's perfect example, right? There's something that um that was amazing to me. Okay. Um, my altar. Um I was it was an answer altar and they told me put some chicken on there. All right. Now this was a time where I wasn't living with um, family members who had any chicken They weren't even cooking chicken at the time i don't make fried chicken i don't even touch meat because i'm vegetarian so i'm like i'm gonna where i'm gonna get the damn fried chicken now so i'm like okay i guess i gotta go to walmart to get some chicken because it doesn't matter where i get it probably get some chicken so i'll go to walmart and at the time i was going through some financial strife so i may have only had like ten dollars period you know so i'm like okay i gotta get this chicken from my ass that's okay i'm gonna just do it no problem um i go and get this chicken. I was like, let me just get one piece of chicken because I ain't got money like that. So this lady, she gave me one piece of chicken. But what she did actually was sneak, like, four other pieces of chicken in there, but I only paid for one piece. So when I open up the mm-hmm. box, I'm like, oh, snap, I got more pieces of chicken. I'll put them on to the altar. And then maybe a, a couple weeks after that, I get a call from a job from Six Flags saying, hey, we like a resume. You want to come in for an interview? I was like, sure. And – I eventually got that job. I'm saying all that to say is that sometimes when you compelled to to put something on that altar, just go get it and put it on there because there might be a blessing that comes to your door, and you not even know it's coming. You know, it might come from totally left, total left field. So, um, just go ahead and put stuff on there. Don't think it's being guy that don't think it's being wrong because it's not. You even getting some kind of message to put something on there is the magic.
4: So you keep them on following them? Um, yeah, you, that. Yeah, I had some like green beans my, by a white panel once, and it looked real nice.
0: You kind of got my oh, spiritual attention, really and I, I want you to kind of write th- these two things down so you can remember. Um, and let me know if you need me to wait so you can get a pen. I got a pen. All right. So before you write this down, I'll tell you why. Is that um, spiritually, I'm being told that you're looking for help and things to be resolved with you or family members and this ha- this, you have to kind of keep doing this little routine because you're looking for um, like magical things to just happen but your, your altar has to be taken care of so look every day when you go, before you go out and leave the house put your hand over your crystals and whatever one is the, the warmest or the one that draws your attention take it and put it in your pocket and bring with you that day Okay. If you don't do it already, you you should definitely um, light up sage, and you don't just have to sage the house or the room. Sage so that you like you smell it. You could there's, there's something with energy and heat with you that it will it will kind of help you open your your mind to the, the meditation. Because I feel like you're having a hard time with meditation too, but this is gonna help you mm-hmm. calm down, kind of let things flow. And this is gonna, this is not gonna be something you're gonna feel right away. You're gonna notice it afterwards. You're gonna start to see and hear a little bit. You're a spiritual individual. Um, you're being guided right now. So things aren't gonna be easy for you because you have to know, like if I need, if I need Earl's help, I can't just wait for Earl to show up. I have to call Earl and ask him if he has time to come help me. And what I mean by that is, you need to show up for your ancestors, your spiritual guides, and talk to them. So they're, they're mm-hmm. telling me to tell you. Um, Don't just leave the crystals on the table Pick one or or feel the energy for the day um, And to talk to them Whether it be your spiritual gods, your ancestors, whichever I would stick with spiritual gods, keep it simple right now And the sage The Indian love sage, but sage for you is very specific Um, And I don't know why, but you I see flowers too. Like you can get a mixed, mixed colored carnations, like a bouquet of carnations. You can get whatever flowers like draw you or attention, but there's someone that's the spiritual guide of yours that wants and loves flowers too. So that's going to help you out. Um, but make sure you talk to them about what's going on because that's going to be what helps you solve your problems right now. And I'm not saying this isn't for everyone, but for you specifically, spiritually, it's going to help you. And you're going to learn that, um, the, the work you put in and the faith and the encouragement of your spiritual guides are going to turn around and do this for you. It's going to happen fast too because they're waiting for you to just do that.
2: Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> there's, um there's a, you don't have to share it, but there's quite a few problems that you're going through right now that you need some solutions and they're going to be resolved.
3: mm-hmm
0: So do that. And if you have any questions, you can also, um, there's a there's a link somewhere to my Facebook page for the Millennials Third Eye. You could follow us or message me and I can answer any questions you have as well. Okay. All right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well thank you for calling in and um good luck with your messages. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. All right, have a good night. Well, Earl, I think that is a uh, very successful and great ending to this episode. Yes, sir. So let's let's do it again, man. Um, honestly, I'm very grateful for, to have you on the show, and I, I have great uh, conversations with you. We get off topic, but still on topic, and it goes on for. <laughs> I think we've been on for a couple hours now. So, until um, next time, keep in touch. We'll we'll talk about another topic soon, whenever you're free.
1: All right, man. Have a good one, Joe.
0: All right. Take care. See you soon.
1: Thank you, everyone. Thanks for calling. See you all later.